Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches. And you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. Are we uh, actually streaming this time? Yep. Oh, good. So what are we talking about today? On Thursdays, we start the show with the Pledge of Allegiance. And we're going to talk a little bit about the movie Max that we watched last night because it was so awesome. And really is not getting a lot of attention, which I don't understand why, unless it was just us. <laughs> then we will tell you a tale of 25 bathrooms. Hold on to your hats for this one, folks. Followed by the Illegal Alien Invasion Report, States' Rights, the Second Amendment Report, and who was James Monroe? We'll tell you if we get to it. Uh, he was the president. Nobody talks about him. I guess we're never going to be able to say that again. <laughs> it's true. Because what? He we're was talking like our, about him right now. He was like our fifth president. You know, I can never keep those numbers straight. I don't bother. He was right after James Madison. Well, it was, let's see, Washington, mm -hmm. Adams, Jefferson, Jefferson Madison, Jim. Monroe. Five. So he's the fifth president. And John Quincy came after him. Yes, and you told me something that was on World at Delhi that contradicts my understanding of history. Yeah, I know, and I couldn't find anything. I couldn't find any proof of it either. That's what I thought. I even looked in our his Patriots history. Because I know it's John Quincy Adams who went to war with the Fuzzy Muzzies, not Monroe. Well, if we get to it, we'll dispute it. Well, he just did. <laughs> he said you tried to find it and you couldn't it was just uh, that one article in World Dead Daily which is not how I remember history uh, and, and it, the, the John Quincy Adams and the Fuzzy Muzzies that's a strong memory alright but we'll, we shall see anyway alright Patriots hands of a heart face the flag you don't have a flag get a flag you don't have a heart get a heart I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Now, the movie Max. Not Mad Max, just Max. M-A-X, Max. It's about a dog. It's about a... Uh, uh, military dog. Yeah, but I figured exactly what they call him. But 
Yeah, well, he he was a military dog, and uh, he even had his own ballistic Kevlar. He was. It's <laughs> like wow, they got that for dogs. Well, they were showing at the end of the movie all the servant, the dogs that were in the military throughout our history, and a lot of them had uh, face masks on them. I, uh, you mean muzzles? No, no, ask gas masks. Oh, gas masks. Yeah, gas masks. That's what I meant to say. Mm. During the World War One and World War Two, pictures of the dogs that uh, were with our servicemen. That's neither here nor there for the movie. Anyway, uh, something bad happens. Uh, it, it's really hard to explain. Well, all I wanted to tell the folks is that is, this is an extremely, extremely family-friendly movie. It's great. It's it was done awesomely. I mean, it was a roller coaster ride of emotion. Uh, it was it tried to stay as true to how they, the dogs are trained. I mean, it was really well done, and it had really good values. Yep, certainly and does. people really need to get this movie out there. I wanted you to tweet it out um, today. I forgot to tell you. So that people, more and more people view this movie. It's an extremely important movie. Yes. You know, those service dogs, they were killing them for a while. Uh, they got new programs, though. Did you look that up? No, but I, I'll get all that information they from have programs for adopt. No, she doesn't know. They have programs to adopt the dogs. She does because her daughter trains them, and she's involved in some of those organizations. I have the internet. I could find out in about 10 seconds. <laughs> but, yeah, they, they have new programs to train these dogs because, well, they, well I don't want to give the movie away, but the dogs get traumatized just like the... the they you know, are, they, yeah, they have PTS. All right. Uh, the, no, we're, we're not saying call... any more than that, and uh, we're moving on. Okay, but we're not going to call it PTS anymore. We're going to call it shell shock. That's what they used to call no, it. No, I'm not going to call it that. I didn't say I was going to call it that. I said it used to be called that, and it's shell, not shock, shock, duh, past tense. All right. Uh, no, I'm not going to read back shell shock. What difference does it make what label it has? It doesn't matter if the... If the government thinks you have something wrong with your emotions, then they're going to take your guns away. No matter what label you put on it. We didn't used to do that, you know. There were people walking around shell-shocked all the time. They still had their guns. They didn't hurt anybody. They had PTS. And now it's actually in the treatment manual as a disorder. All right. Um, oh, you're gonna start off with the with the horror story. The tale of twenty five bathrooms. Ooh. <laughs> Spooky. It really is. It's actually quite disturbing. All right. This is from Breitbart.com. As the boycott of Target stores. Over its no transgender bathroom. Yes, don't forget hashtag boycott target. Over its pro transgender bathroom policy grows. The question of just who such a policy puts in danger is a natural one to ask. As these policies proliferate across the country, the number of stories of predators threatening women and children in public restrooms is also growing by the day. 
The Target department store chain drew the ire of millions of Americans after it announced it was opening its bathrooms to transgender shoppers and employees and allowing them to choose whatever bathroom they feel like using at any given time. And I will say this, Donald Trump actually said, uh, you can go in any bathroom you want in my building. So uh, we do have to smack Donald upside the head, send him a, he probably reads your tweets. Well, I just saw it. That's funny that you said that because it was an article when I was doing uh, research for the copy that Bruce Jenner decided he was going to go and take Donald up on his offer at Trump Towers. Good for him. It. Him. <laughs> I, I, I know he's confused, but I'm not. <laughs> there we go with the penis analogy. <laughs> you got one? God, God decides what your gender is, not you. <laughs> That's the bottom line. Okay, so days after a hashtag boycott target petition effort launched that drew over 200,000 signatures in a day and over 300,000 by the weekend, the current imbroglio, ooh, imbroglio, big word, should not be a surprise as for years Target has been a big purveyor and supporter of gay-friendly policies and causes. So this current bathroom policy issue is... Not the first time the chain waded into left-wing issues. On its corporate website, for instance, there are many posts and announcements celebrating the LGBT lifestyle. Furthermore, last year, Target was a corporate sponsor of the Out and Equal Conference, a summit aimed at forcing corporations into adopting gay-friendly workplace policies. Homosexual. They're not gay. You can tell there's nothing happy about them. All they're doing is screaming all the time. <laughs> why do? Why does the whole workplace have to adjust to a freak of nature? What? Why is it our? Why do we have to adjust? Seems to me they need to adjust. Well, isn't Target the one that decided to have all the gender-neutral children's toys and apparel? Oh, I don't remember. I don't go to Target. I, I think to... it was yeah. We don't go to Target for numerous reasons. Years ago, there was the firearm thing. That was it for me. There was no more Target for me. Well, I hope they... They're closing a bunch of stores down, like a lot of other retailers. Let's hope this uh, just ends them. Let's just end them. They won't have any business. The only people that that have business are homosexuals, transgenders, LGBTQ people. Yeah, and then they'll find out how low that population really is compared to us. Oh, yeah. Well... Maybe not in some place like San Francisco. Or New York City. New York City. Yes, Lower East Side. Well, that was back then. I don't know where what it is now. Uh, a lot of French people moved in. <laughs> we reported on that, that French people were moving here. No, I'd rather French people move here that aren't Muslims than uh, Arab people that are Muslims. And I don't really care if Arab people come here as long as they're not Muslims. Muslim is not a race. Stop calling me a racist. I can hear it out there. Um, where would I leave off now? Oh, yes. Gay-friendly, homosexual-friendly workplace policies. The company was also praised by gay groups for its It Gets Better campaign meant to boost the status of homosexuality in the u.s it doesn't get better that's the point if it got better it wouldn't be a homosexual 
it stays homosexual, it is not better. It needs help. But it's not getting it. Get it? <laughs> All right. Uh, in addition, Target raised the ire of many with its decision to re-engineer its kids' sections. When in August of 2015, the chain announced it was eliminating gender-specific labels and store signage for kids' clothing and toy sections. Oh my, we can't have gender-related anything. The radical homosexual agenda is not the only liberal issue Target has taken on. Two years ago, the company demanded that customers not bring firearms into stores. Despite legal concealed carry laws say gun owners may do so. The company also has a long list of political causes and candidates it has donated to over the years. Still, in defense of such policies, liberals ask what harm could come of anyone if bathrooms were open up to men dressed as women or others who claim to be transgender. On the other hand, those who reject these policies ask why the nation should put women and children in danger by allowing predators to more easily enter and install video cameras in bathrooms and changing rooms or otherwise threaten and harass people using the restroom. Target itself has had incidents of predators threatening children in its bathrooms. Only weeks ago, such an incident occurred in Cedar Park, Texas store. Uh-oh, Texas. But there are dozens of such stories over the last 16 months or so highlighting the problem with setting policies that would make access to public rooms easier for predators. And there's a, you know, there's just something called common decency. How about how about that? Common decency. Remember remember that phrase. There's common decency. You don't allow men to go into a woman's restroom. That's indecent. That's the end of it. Your genitalia tells you who you are. God fixed you that way. However he made you, that's what you are. Stop fighting it. First up were five incidents in which predatory men were discovered committing criminal actions in public restrooms. Some of these men were arrested while dressed as women. Others claimed to be transgender women. Man in women's locker rooms cites gender rule. Seattle Parks and Recreation is facing a first-of-its-kind challenge to gender bathroom rules. A man undressed in a woman's locker room, citing a new state rule that allows people to choose a bathroom based on gender identity. Man dressed as woman arrested for spying into mall bathroom stall, police say. A man dressed as a woman was arrested in Virginia on Monday after police say he has caught peeping into restroom stalls three times in the past year. Richard Rodriguez, 30, filmed a woman in a bathroom stall at a Potomac Mills Mall, Prince William County Police said on Tuesday. A 35-year-old woman was in the stall when she saw a bag move toward her under the stall divider. Rodriguez apparently had been filming her, police said. Palmdale man arrested for videotaping in women's bathroom. A 33-year-old Palmdale man who allegedly dressed as a woman 
while secretly videotaping females using a department store bathroom, was charged with several misdemeanor counts Tuesday, authorities said. Jason Pomer was charged with six counts of unlawful use of a concealed camera for the purposes of sexual gratification, according to Sergeant Brian Hudson of the Los Angeles Service Department Special Victims Bureau. Boy, there seems to be no big deal about uh, allowing anybody to go whatever bathroom they want, huh? And I want I want our public schools to be segregated. Did you know that? Well, I don't want public schools, but yes, I want women and boys to be segregated because they don't learn the same way. You can't teach girls and then not teach boys because the boys don't learn the same way. You teach if you're teaching to the girls, and they always are. That's a that's a that's that's a given. It's been proven. That's why more girls graduate and go to college than boys. So, yes, my answer to that is to segregate them. They're, they learn in a different way. They behave in different ways. And they need to be treated differently. So I, I'm going completely in the opposite direction of everybody else. I don't even want them in the same classroom, yet alone in the same bathroom. Sexual predator jailed after claiming to be transgender to assault women in shelter. A biological man, we have to, it's amazing we have to say this stuff now. We really have to quantify biological versus lunatic. A biological man claiming to be transgender so as to gain access and to and prey on women at two Toronto shelters was jailed indefinitely last week after being declared by a judge a quote dangerous offender end quote pro-family leaders are pointing out that this is exactly the type of incident they warned of as the ontario government passed its gender identity bill dubbed the bathroom bill in 2012 gosh darn we have to follow the canadians don't we canadians don't even realize that they're not an autonomous country they're part of of the British Empire. And guess who's still the, the highest person in Canada's government? The Queen. The Queen of England. She just turned 90-something, by not, the way. She's not just on the money. She <laughs> she lets you run yourself as long as you don't bother her. If you do, though, she comes in and, and tells the, the Prime Minister, uh-uh. Wax his pee-pee. <laughs> I, I didn't want to... We mixed in with this and the imagery of that, Susan, really. <laughs> All right. University of Toronto dumps transgender bathrooms after peeping incidents. Oh, but can Canadians wouldn't do that. <laughs> the administration at the University of Toronto was recently enlightened on why two separate washrooms are generally established for men and women sharing co-ed residencies. Here are 19 more stories of predators using public bathrooms to criminally victimize women and children. Man accused of filming women in Smyrna Park's bathroom, Smyrna, Tennessee. 
Authorities believe a man arrested in Wisconsin filled men inside Smyrna restrooms. Filled women. I said, what did I say? Men. I did? You did. Oh. William Davis was charged in Smyrna with felony, especially aggravated sexual exploitation of a minor. I, I did not mess that up. William Davis was charged in Smyrna with felony, especially aggravated sexual exploitation of a minor. I, I think there was they left the word out or something. Too much Twitter. You, you notice they're all men, though. There's no women filming men. There's men filming women and children. Well, most women aren't pigs. Number one. Uh... The, yeah, of course the problem is going to be pre male predators. It doesn't matter. It just shouldn't happen. Different equipment goes through different doors. It's simple. I don't care what you think you are. Mm, your body says otherwise. We're going with the body. Again, God chooses your gender, not you. And no, your gender is not fluid. That's the new thing. Fluid gender. Not even, I'm trapped in a man's body and all that. I'm trapped in a woman's body. No, that, none of that. No, no. Now it's fluid. You, you can go both ways and anywhere in between. I don't even know what anywhere in between is, but you can do anything in between. Well, you know the symbol for uh, the female and the symbol for a male? The, the symbol for a male is a circle with a line going straight down and a line across. And a symbol for a female is a circle with an arrow. Boy, you got that backwards. Did I? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, now they have like four. four the circle with the arrow, obviously, for the penis, is the male. And, this, and there's a circle with a cross. And okay, that's the that's, female. That's the fe well, now they have a third no symbol. No lines go through them. They have a, they have a third symbol now there is for no, this. It's impossible. There's no... To have a third symbol, you'd have to have different chromosomes. Do, do they have different chromosomes? Last time I checked, XX and XY were different. So if they could show that their birth certificate says they're a boy, but they actually have XX chromosomes, now we're talking. See? That's the new symbol. <laughs> no, the new symbol is confusion. See that? It is a circle with a triangle off to the right top of it, like the normal one for male. Then it has the normal one for the female, a circle with a cross, but it's usually on top, not on bottom. And then they have a third arrow, so it looks like antennas coming out of a head of a stick figure <laughs> that has an arrow, but between the circle and the pointy part of the arrow, there's a bar that goes across the, the line. Or if you want to call it an arrow, the hilt of the <laughs> arrow. That's a whole new one. So a circle bar, a circle bar pointer. <laughs> that sign just looks confused. <laughs> it should, because everybody seems to be confused. Again, we can we can check their chromosomes. We, we can go that far if necessary. Again, you have a penis. You go in the men's room. Your vagina, go in the woman's room. And no, those aren't bad words. Those are medical terms. All right. Uh, let's see. Where are we now? Ah, Fullerton man 
arrested on suspicion of filming people in a Chapman University bathroom. A 24-year-old man was arrested Tuesday after a hidden cell phone was found recording video inside a Chapman University bathroom, police said. Nothing could go wrong. A female employee told campus public safety officials at 1 a.m. Tuesday she had seen a cell phone while inside a unisex single-person restroom in the Atherby Libraries, said Lieutenant Fred Lopez of the Orange Police Department. The bath... There's an Orange Police Department? Orange County. It just said Orange Police <laughs> I Department. Don't know what it means I mean, they were, they're all orange? Were they Oompa Loompas? The bathroom's located on the first floor, Rotunda Commons. Campbellman, a teacher, arrested for secretly recording people inside bathroom. Teachers are wonderful. We love teachers, right? They're all great. No, the majority of public school teachers suck. It's the minority that's that's good. I know, upside downward and backwards world. San Jose, a private elementary school teacher accused of secretly recording people in the bathroom of his home was charged Wednesday with three misdemeanors, according to the Santa Clara County District Attorney Office. Authorities say the arrest Thursday of 31-year-old Andrew Donahue of Campbell was not related to his role as a teacher at Challenger School in San Jose. Um, okay, it's not. It's the same teacher, isn't it? Donahue has been charged with three counts of taking photographs or filming someone who is in a bathroom or in a state of privacy, according to Prosecutor Luis Ramos. Oh, what a tangle web we weave when we try and secularize our Christian country. Teacher among 16 facing child porn charges also accused of filming with tableted bathroom. And we'll tell you that on the other side of the break. Check Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned. Cause we'll be right back. socialists. You will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept of protecting yourself. Well, are you protecting yourself, your family, and your assets with quality term life insurance? Consider these possible rates. A man age 45, non-tobacco user, could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policy of $500,000 and above. A man age 50, non-tobacco user, may be able to obtain $500,000 of coverage for as little as $115 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 20 years. We have great rates for smokers, too. Call the Term Lifeline now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 
What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-511-3024-800-511-3024-800-511-3024-800-511-3024. Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800 764 that's 800-764-9168 the following message is brought to you by health markets your first choice when you need health insurance for your small business do you offer health insurance to your employees call us now and see if you can save money do you want to offer vision and dental to your employees call us do you think you're paying too much for your current health insurance call us Do you want somebody else to do all the legwork and search thousands of health plans from over 180 health insurance companies nationwide? Call us. We're Health Markets, and thanks to a little-known solution, we could help your business save thousands of dollars on health insurance costs and save your employees money, too. Our service is free. Don't miss the great savings. Call now. 800-862-0336. That's 800-862-0336. Health Markets Insurance Agency is DBA of InSphere Insurance Solutions, Inc. Licensed in all states. Product availability varies. Back to the Unquabbed Radio Show, our half of one. Pen and paper, do the math. <laughs> Pen and paper, I can tell you that. If we get to James Madison, you'll be scribbling all kinds of stuff down. If we get to it. All right. Uh, James Monroe. I said Madison, didn't I? Yeah. Monroe. Poor James Monroe. Nobody knows about him or talks about him. Well, that's not true. Almost everyone has heard of the Monroe Doctor. 
Although they probably don't teach that in school anymore. Nope. So anyway, this teacher among 16, as I said on the other side of the break, uh, Hamilton Township, New Jersey. A teacher, a school bus driver, and a high school student were among 16 people facing child pornography charges in New Jersey, authorities announced Wednesday. Uh, you, you see what I'm saying about evil is on the march? These are people, these are predators just all over our children. In those places I told you were child abuse centers. I wasn't kidding. Thomas Guzzi Jr., 36 of Pittman, is also charged with third-degree invasion of privacy for allegedly hiding a tablet computer in a bathroom stall at the theater to record video of others using the toilet. A video found on his computer allegedly revealed him installing the camera. What is with this obsession of people going to the bathroom? Who wants to see that anyway? That's, I, that's just, what that, I'm saying. That's just, there's sick people out there. What can I tell you? Sick people out there. A Colfax man arrested for allegedly filming women in bathrooms. Colfax, Washington. Just in case you thought it's only going to be like New York City and San Francisco. A man was arrested after deputies believe he had been secretly filming multiple women using the bathroom. Court documents indicate the recordings were taken both in his home as well as one of the alleged victims' homes. The recordings dated back several years, according to court records. Michael A. Novak was arrested as deputies arrived with a search warrant for his home. His alleged victims said they knew and trusted him. Man arrested after camera found in restaurant bathroom. Miami. Boy, we're all over the place. Yes, we are. Beyond the outer world walls of La Perla, inside the woman's bathroom, is where our customer said she found a recording device facing the direction of the restaurant's toilet. The woman was assisting her child in the bathroom off Southwest 152nd Street and Southwest 137th Avenue Saturday, when, according to a Miami police report, she noticed a strange device tucked away under the sink. Teen arrested in Perrysburg Junior High investigation. Perrysburg, Ohio. Just don't want to leave Ohio out. So, what you all feel included. Police have arrested a 14-year-old student in connection to an investigation involving two teens from Perrysburg Junior High School. The incident happened on March the 18th after an alleged 14-year-old boy videotaped a 13-year-old student in the bathroom and forwarded the video to other students. Maryland teacher charged with filming sex videos in school bathroom. A Maryland volunteer teacher and choir leader charged with sexual abuse and child pornography directed children in sexually explicit videos filmed in a school bathroom according to court documents released on Tuesday. New York school security guard took Snapchat video, oh, sorry, Snapchat video of boy and bathroom police. 
It just says bathroom, police. <laughs> a security guard at Long Island High School has been arrested, accused of taking video of a student going to the bathroom and posting it to Snapchat, police say. Police said at a news conference with Nesday that the guard at Roosevelt High School followed the 16-year-old boy into the bathroom and videotaped him in the stall from outside. Okay, but this is, in this instance, it's the correct gender going into the correct bathroom. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's showing perverts using bathrooms. Victim videotaped in bathroom 13 times, police say. Wilton Manners, Florida. A Wilton Manners man arrested on sexual battery and video voyeurism charges last year is facing additional charges after another victim came forward, authorities announced on Friday. So there is a lot of sexually creepy people out there. Before and during all this stuff about... Yeah, well, they said, no, what could go wrong? Well, making it easier for pedophiles and predators to, to harass women and children. Or worse. Former Martinsville Chili's manager arrested after videotaping women in restroom. A former manager of the Martinsville Chili's has been charged with allegedly videotaping eight women changing clothes or using the bathroom in the local restaurant's restroom. His fiance found the videos on a home computer and called the police. Wow. He's, he, what what he, a only, shock would that be? Not you only know? a pervert, he's too stupid to secure his laptop the poor woman oh it's on the home computer the shared home computer you, you have your own account right if you're gonna be creep, uh, creepy you should be sneaky his poor fiance yeah it's not good oh, well better she found out before she got married 40 year old justin carl banky of indianapolis has been charged with 15 felony counts of voyeurism. Wow, 15, huh? Yeah, but they're stacking it, though. Mm -mm. This is appropriate. Each victim has to get justice. That's not stacking. If you, if you do a crime 15 separate times, that's 15 separate crimes. Thank you for explaining that. Stacking is when it's the same crime, and there seems to be a confusion of what crime they want to, uh, you to be guilty of, so you're guilty of all of them. Now, if I was a judge, I'd be like, uh-uh. You pick one. Pick one. You only get to charge them once for one crime. Pick one. What do you want? You don't get them all. See, that's what's going on now. That's, that's stacking, and that's wrong. And it's, it's because prison has become like a... a I don't know, just like a big business or something. I don't know what the heck's wrong with these people. All right. Um, man admits to videotaping men in bathroom 50 times. Corralville, Iowa. A Johnson County man is accused of secretly videotaping dozens of men using the restroom at a Coralville business. You know, good for the writer of Breitbart to go through all this trouble to research this, because you're right, this is everywhere across the country. Yep. Perverts are everywhere. A victim came forward to police Sunday morning saying he was using a stall at Shields Sporting Goods at Coral Ridge Mall when he saw a man take a photo of him. 
ex-firefighter accused of videotaping girls in bathroom offered plea deal. Well, that's just wrong right there. The former fire captain and youth football coach accused of videotaping teen girls as they used his bathroom pleaded guilty Thursday to fourth-degree invasion of privacy, according to NorthJersey.com. Sykeston YMCA employee arrested after videotaping in locker room. Boy, I'm getting tired of reading this. Sykeston, <laughs> Missouri. Oh my God, Brian. The 19-year-old Sykeston man was arrested after allegedly videotaping at least three people in the YMCA men's locker room. Earl Madison, a four-year part-time employee of the YMCA of Southeast Missouri, is facing three counts of invasion of privacy in the first degree, according to the Sykeston Department of Safety. Edmund Mann arrested for recording child in shower, Logan County, Oklahoma. A man, 43-year-old James Kurt Rose, sits behind bars for videotaping a 13-year-old taking a shower. According to court documents, the child said she saw a hole cut in a sleeve hanging in the bathroom. When she looked closer, she could see a phone in the sleeve that was recording. UI police locate suspect videotaping in woman's shower. Iowa City, Iowa. UI police Tuesday night said they had located the person of interest in connection with a man videotaping a woman while she was showering in a residence hall. Former coach plays cameras in athletic rooms, bathroom. Marshall County, Alabama. David Barrow, the former Guntersville girls soccer coach who pleaded guilty to human trafficking charges in Madison County, appeared in a Marshall County courtroom on Monday to enter plea on charges of producing porn with minors. Barrow pleaded guilty to two counts of that offense around 10.30 a.m., he was sentenced to serve 30 years in prison. Man accused of peeping in women's restroom also faces child porn charges. A Pennsylvania man who was arrested for taking photos of a 10-year-old girl in a public restroom has now also been hit with child porn charges, police said. Quarryville, PA resident James Thomas Shoemaker, 19, was arrested last week. When he was found hiding a stall, hiding in a stall of the woman's bathroom in the sheet store on Mannheim Pike, police said he was taking images of young girls on his cell phone. See what could go wrong? Now, just he wouldn't have got caught for anything because you can't be hiding in a stall if you're allowed to be in it, right? He's transgender. Man arrested after allegedly filming at least seven people in the Bray Starbucks bathroom. A man has been arrested after allegedly placing a hidden camera in Starbucks bathroom in Brea and recording at least seven adults, police said through Tuesday. The arrest of Melcher Carliali Alvardero. What? <laughs> what kind of name is that? That has to be like the put two names together, right? Carol Loal Varado. Wow. A 44-year-old La Habra resident was announced a day 
after police said a woman had found the camera in a unisex restroom at a Starbucks located at 101 West Imperial Highway. With all these stores, it is also apropos to ask just how many Americans these transgender policies would affect. By even the most generous estimates, only 0.3% of the nation claims to be transgender. So, in the end, these extreme policies of bending over backwards for people who claim to be transgender are designed for less than half of 1% of Americans. Yes, that's all the minorities, all the minorities that get protection, they're always, oh, they're minorities, they're in the lower percent. Although, uh, Hispanics are on the rise. I think if you put all the brown people together, I believe it's now up to about 40%. So what happens when they don't become minorities? Then the majorities, they, and then... They don't get special treatment. Oh, no, they'll get special treatment because now they're in charge. And the whole system's corrupt, so there you go. They just gotta make all kinds of things against Whitey. Yeah, <laughs> they won't be nice to us like we are them. They won't give them stuff. No, no, no. <laughs> they they, they, they will put us in chains. They will kill us. Point three percent of the population is screaming about all this stuff. Point three. Point three. Being generous. You got a button to push. I do have a button to push. Let's get a grip on immigration in these great United States. It's high time that they limit their numbers. It's high time that we close the fast gate. Now can't you see how we are rapidly becoming another third world fascist state? Let's get a grip on immigration in these great United States. Okay, thank you for playing, playing with the K.com. And of course, it means it's time for the Second Amendment report. You've got the wrong immigration one up there. That's Let's get a grip on immigration. It just said it. In this great United States, that's how it is. But it's the one with the... Yeah, I know, but it's still an immigration segment, and I like that ending. That sound means it goes to another commercial. I like it. (laughs) But it's not the Second Amendment report. It's a legal alien invasion report. Yeah. Right. Right. I just corrected myself. Okay. (laughs) It's just, you know. All right. Um... From WashingtonTimes.com. Oh, my. Homeland Security. I can't wait till we no longer have that. Uh, me neither. They, not, I don't feel secure No, at all. they're not doing anything to secure us at all. It's really like everything else up there is Homeland Insecurity. Has made some gains in detaining criminal aliens, but still released into the community nearly 20,000 immigrants. No, aliens. Illegal aliens last year who'd already been convicted of crimes, including hundreds charged hundreds charges with sexual assault, kidnapping, or homicide. <laughs> I knew, but when you read the misprint the, for other two articles, the other article, I was waiting for this one too because I think every article that I found has one of these in it. Ah, our lovely journalists out there. Yeah. 
charges with sexual assault, kidnapping, or homicide, according to figures sent to Congress this week. Between them, the aliens notched a total of 64,000 crimes, including 12,307 drunken driving convictions, 1,728 cases of assault, 216 kidnappings, and more than 200 homicide or manslaughter convictions. So let's bring more of the refugees in. But Brian, they just want to live and work and be productive members of society. Doesn't seem so. Uh... U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, another joke, ICE, told the House Committee in Oversight and Government Reform ahead of a hearing Tuesday. These are not just numbers. These are individuals in this country illegally who were arrested, prosecuted, and convicted. But instead of removing these criminals, ICE put them back on American streets, said Oversight Chairman Jason Chaffetz. Jason Chaffetz. Yeah, well, what are they doing about it? And again, holding hearings, holding hearings, holding hearings. One of those released by ICE in 2015, Haitian illegal immigrant alien Jean-Jacques would go on to kill a young woman in Connecticut just months later, stabbing Casey Chadwick to death. Her mother, Wendy Hartley, will testify to the Oversight Committee alongside relatives of other victims of illegal immigrants' crimes. So what? And what's going to be done? We'll find out. Nothing. That's not true. If they get enough and they have enough votes, they can change the unconstitutional immigration law. Hillary Clinton is running around trying to become our next president. She's a criminal and a murderer. She has not been convicted of a crime. So in this country, you're innocent until proven guilty, unless you're Hitler or Rotten Clinton. Um, that's my opinion. Jacques had, pre- Jacques had previously served time for attempted murder and was supposed to have been deported after that. But ICE officials said he wouldn't produce documents proving his identity, and Haiti refused to accept him without those documents. I said it had to release him instead. Oh, no, you don't. No. No, no. Drop no. him over the border. He, he, yeah, that's right. He's in the, every, time, every breath he takes is a crime here in this country. So you just keep him locked up until uh, Haiti takes him back. Well, I really don't want to pay for these people. Either. Oh, I don't. Oh, don't worry. I, Haiti would be sorry for, for pissing me off. If I, if I was president, this wouldn't happen. I got on the phone with the president of Haiti and been like, "Excuse me, what's this? You're not nonsense. I'll tell you what's going to happen. My people are going to bring your citizen to your shore and leave him there, whether you like it or not. And you're not going to do a darn thing about it. You're going to say thank you." You're welcome. Well, first, I'd, that's a good plan, but I'd be looking out to how many of these people are here and get them all at once. Well, so would yeah, I. Yeah, you know, not just one. We're gonna, we're gonna not, we're not just gonna do this one. We're gonna take them all, and we're going to drop them oh. all. And if there's enough of them, and Haiti pisses me off, I will fill C-130s with them, put parachutes on them with static lines, and kick them out of the airplane as we fly over the island. Land where they may. <laughs> it's not my problem. Woo-hoo! Once they're out of the C-130, they're no longer my problem. Yes, and I would do Operation Wetback as well. You bet I would. I'm a hater. Hashtag hater. Oh, oh my God. This is just horrible. Uh, these kinds of releases have been a black eye for the administration in recent years with Homeland Security Secretary Jay Johnson 
and ICE director Sarah R. Saldana saying they need to do a better job of keeping serious criminals in custody as they await deportation. How about you know? How about you start rounding rounding them up and deporting them? I mean, you're not doing that. Well, not only is the administration doing this with illegal aliens, they're they're emptying Gitmo for them to go back out and fight. Yeah, who wants to bring them here so they can lead all the cells of Islam muzzies here? See, so they need a leader, so he's going to release them. <clears throat> And they have made some strides, reducing the number of criminal aliens released from 36,007 in 2013 to 30,558 in 20. Wow, that's an incredible improvement. I, I'm so proud of you. Uh, why do you seem to have a problem doing the job all the time? Why are there 30,558 exceptions to you doing your job? You know, and again, if they're releasing these people into places like Connecticut, the the solution is for everybody to be armed and just shoot their backsides. Just kill them. The solution to many of our problems is everybody should be armed, including inner cities. Because all the criminals are armed in the, in the ghettos of the cities. That's why. They all have guns. The, the honest people don't. They're the victims. Made victims by New York City. About half of those released in 2015 were ordered set free on bond by immigration judges. Folks over whom ICE says it has no control. Another 2,000 were released to comply with a 2001 Supreme Court decision, putting a six-month cap on how long immigrants can be held in detention, absent extenuating circumstances. <clears throat> the release of aliens on bond is clearly provided for by statute. And it would not be permissible for DHS to categorically prohibit the release of certain aliens who are not subject to mandatory detention under the Immigration and Nationality Act. Well, Obama just pays no attention to it, so I don't understand why you pay, have to pay attention to it. Obama doesn't pay attention. You work for Obama. How come you're paying attention? It's convenient, it seems, that to have some people pay attention to it and the other ones not. It seems convenient somehow. You gotta go to breaks on Quabbin Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. When, in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with one another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitles them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Read the Declaration of Independence. It's an old document that never grows old. This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show. Are you a city-dwelling liberal who loves the environment? Do you cry every night because you feel like global warming will destroy the earth by the time you wake up? Is your only goal in life to smash the George Bush and Dick Cheney evil oil empire? And is Al Gore your arch-magi of all that is green? Then do we have a solution for you! Yes, liberals, here's your chance to do your part to change America from a freedom-loving republic to a communist-socialist paradise. 
Just walk, bike, or drive your carbon-credit vehicle to the uncooperative moped dealership. We carry an assortment of diverse and politically correct mopeds in every style and color, liberal smell not included. Our dealership knows the importance of stopping global warming and defeating the warmongering conservative from taking over the world by getting rid of all the cars, SUVs, light trucks, and pickup trucks, and soccer mom vans from our city streets. So drive your patchouli-loving ass out of the gas-guzzling, environmentally-destroying, mechanically-driven device today and onto one of our fully-loaded mopeds. Al Gore will be glad you did. I don't know if this is a good idea, son. Using funk. But, Dad, we gotta reach out to our faces somehow. Besides, I love James Brown. <laughs> what will your mother think? The border goes from coast to coast. Easy to get into here. We got intercontinental overload. Just slip under the fence. It don't make any sense when there's no documentation. That's too far. And somehow or some way we're gonna find out who you are. Sneaking in America. Trying to hide from immigration. Sneaking in America. Across the land. Across the nation. Sneaking in America. And now, a message to freshman Tea Party back senators from Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham. Hello, this is Trent Lott. Uh, Lindsey and I just want you to know that we appreciate all that the Tea Party people did to bring you here to Washington. Yes, I love tea, and I dearly love parties. But now's the time we should all come together and sit down with the other side and listen to their ideas on how to move the country forward, while we as Republicans take a step back and walk a mile in their shoes. Yeah, we love being Republicans, and we love conservative values, uh, probably as much as we'd love being liberal Democrats if the need ever arose. What Trent means is Republicans are always at our best when we ignore all the rhetoric and noise from back home and just do the right thing. The right thing? You know what I mean. Join Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham in bringing bipartisanship back to Washington. found that a certain type that calls himself a liberal, and I always thought I was a liberal. <laughs> I came up terribly surprised one time when I found that I was a right-wing conservative <laughs> extremist. When I have listened to everybody's point of view that I ever met, and then decide how I should feel. I mean, but these this so-called new liberal group. Uh, Jesus, they never, they never listened to your point of view. 
and they make a decision as to what you think and uh, they're articulate enough and in control of enough of the press to force that uh, uh, image out for the average person. Cooperative Radio Show, Hour 3. It's not three. Two. The sign's one, right in front of zero. you. Zero. No, it's two. No, seriously, it's hour two. Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> Where was I? I'm tired of reading this stuff. About. Where was, did I do that? The Supreme Court? Yep, I did. Yes, you did. Okay. The release of aliens on bond is clearly provided, so obviously not going to do anything about it. And, uh, and by the way, the Immigration Nationality Act is unconstitutional because we never gave them power over immigration. Naturalization is not immigration. And who did not pose a risk to public safety or flight risk. Well, we just read all the public safety. I know. I know. Oh, they were wonderful. Thanks for letting them out. They were just, you know, our eyes would be boring without you. In 89 of the cases, the administration couldn't arrange travel documents to ship someone back home in time, such as in the case of Jacques. Yeah, yeah I'm sure they couldn't. The administration couldn't. Not they wouldn't. Right? But in more than 7,000 cases, I said the releases were done at its own discretion. Those are the cases that most irk lawmakers who wonder why anyone with a criminal conviction on his or her record is allowed to walk back into the community. ICE says it will. It still takes steps to keep tabs on the criminals it releases. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, including though using electronic monitoring or requiring them to regularly check in with immigration officers to make sure they're keeping their noses clean. None of that's going on. They don't. Why would they do that? They know. They want them to come out and kill Americans. That's what they want. Obviously. Let's see how many Americans we can do this month. Get rid of. Especially those gun-carrying Americans. Immigrant rights advocates say immigrants, they're aliens. Yeah. And they're illegal Legal. aliens. And they're criminal, criminal illegal aliens. Because it's already a crime to be an illegal alien. But they're criminal illegal aliens. It makes them even worse. Immigration rights advocates say immigrants break the law at lower rate than the native-born. That's an absolute crock, because when I was the head of the coalition against illegal immigration, I went over those numbers. That's a lie. And no one will ask, no, really, where do, you, where do you get that from? Well, it's nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. All right, where was I? Uh, nose is clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More than a native born. If you look at the percentage, not even the ones that are committing the crimes, the percentage in the in prison as a per capita, they have more people taken into account. They have less people in the country, but they have they're just astronomically more brown people in prison than white people. And it isn't because of white privilege. It's because we don't think we're owed stuff and we're not criminals. So 
obviously some of us are and are criminals and they are in jail all right uh anyway uh, it that whole thing yeah we're more per capita we're bigger crime that i'm afraid not oh we, we wish that were so because that we would have less crime so they accuse Republicans of tarring the whole community for an actions of a few. Did, did you, 66,000, that's only a few? That's only the ones we know about. They're criminals. They're committing crimes all the time, every day. You only catch them once. By the time you catch a criminal, they have literally have done much more than what you're going to put them in jail for. You just didn't catch him. Same thing with the illegal aliens. Those who favor a crackdown, however, say it's impossible to excuse illegal immigrants, aliens who commit crimes, since if the government did its job, they never would have been in the country to commit those crimes in the first place. That's right. The issue exploded onto the front pages last summer with the death of Catherine Steinle who was shot while walking the San Francisco, what a friend, with her father. The illegal immigrant alien charged with her killing had been repeatedly deported, but had snuck back into the U.S. and was free under San Francisco's sanctuary city policy. And, by the way, the first time you cross the border illegally, it's a misdemeanor. That's still a crime. Uh, punishable up to six months in prison and a fine. The second time is a felony. So, I don't understand how he's been deported that many times because each time he comes back after the first and gets caught, that's a felony. Uh, that, that poor woman would still be alive. Sanctuary cities. Well, first of all, if the left had half a brain, they know that the national government doesn't make immigration law. We never gave them that power. There's nothing in the Constitution that grants them the power over immigration. Sorry, it's not there. So it's still left to the states as it originally was. Yes, the states decided who would be their immigrants, who they wanted to bring into their state. Because remember, states are sovereign under the Constitution. All right. Um, oh, what a good segue. States' rights. The next segment is states' rights. How fortuitous. No, I'm not acting. I didn't know. I do a cult show. This is from World Net Daily. Tennessee Governor Bill Haslam signed into law a bill that underscores the rights of therapists, counselors, and other mental health professionals to refuse clients with issues they believe violate their personally held convictions and beliefs. But some say the measure was a backdoor attempt to undercut the current LGBT community's demand for certain rights. You have... No right. You have 
you have no unalienable right to the things you claim to have rights for. No one cares about how you have sex, or how you dress and want to talk or look or act. That's up to you, but we don't have to like it. I think I'm smelling propane. Do you smell propane, Susan? As she opens the door. A metal door. As BuzzFeed reported, the American Counseling Association criticized the measures conflicting with the field's code of ethics because it appeared to target and discriminate against LGBT individuals. And an online petition that generated 42,738 supporters before closing called on Tennessee to don't deny LGBTQ folks mental health care. Why would we want to deny them mental health care? They're mentally deranged. We need to help them. Do you smell at all or is it me? Okay, good. I don't want to blow up. That would really ruin my day. So, mm-hmm. After Haslam signed the bill into law, the petition website sported the message, Petition Closed. Sadly, Governor Haslam signed this bill into law. Thank you for all your support in our efforts to thwart this hateful bill. You can help support other LGBTQ rights petitions by going to Browse Petitions and choosing LGBT Issues or Start Your Own to help stop anti-LGBTQ legislation across the nation. Why do we need... We don't have heterosexual legislation. Why do we need LGBTQ legislation? Why do they need special legislation? They're already forcing everybody to do things with them, enslaving us to making cakes and hold weddings for them. Uh, well, I would never do that. And the judge could throw my backside in prison. I don't care. Again, why these groups that go out... <laughs> so frustrating. They do this to set up, they go on on purpose. They they know, they find out where a Christian has a business, and they find a way to uh, want their services. Well, and, and then they know they're not going to do it. And then they then they get a lawsuit and get $100,000. But again... Isn't that great? That when we're talking about taking our states back... The state doesn't have to listen to the judge that's listening to any of these cases. The state and the people have spoken. It's over. But they don't. They listen to the judges. They go back to court to fight all the things that the people of that state want. Right. Anyway, uh, the real haters are, of course, the LGBTQ community. If you, Trust me. They're... That's why they throw the word hate around so much. They project they're part of the left. They project all their own faults on other people. They are they would be intolerant of heterosexuals if they had the choice. They called us breeders, if you didn't know that. Haslam, however, said the measure was simply a means of ensuring individuals seeking mental health help were given the best care possible. I believe it is reasonable to allow these professionals to determine if and when an individual would be better served by another counselor or better suited to meet his or her needs he said in a statement reported by buzzfeed the substance of this bill doesn't address the group issue or belief system rather it allows counselors just as we allow other professionals like doctors and lawyers 
to refer a client to another counselor when the goals or behaviors would violate a sincerely held principle. So this means there's this type of person going around wanting counseling, saying that their lifestyle is... No, they're actually required to get counseling before getting uh, sexual operation, if you will, to change their sex. They have to go get counseling, and the counselor has to sign off on their mental state, which I don't understand how anybody could sign off on their mental state as being okay to go get carved up and make that decision because they're not in their right minds. I don't know. They need to be treated. They need to see psychiatrists, but not for the goal of getting a surgery to get better. I'm sorry. It is better to be normal of the norm than it is to be, you know, a fringe. And whatever's causing that should must be a mental health problem. So the only thing we can do is treat the mental health problem. And yes, a lot of a lot of homosexuals have been treated and did turn back to into heterosexuals. So I, I know, but but it's fluid, man. It's fluid. This community does realize that by making themselves more and more open and more out there in the society that when the fuck, when the re refugees come over here, they're going to kill them. Muslims hate homosexuals. Oh, yes, they do. They like to kill them, though. So when the What refugees, are we going to do about that? Exactly. When the refugees come over Wait here. Wait a minute. How are you going to put a Muslim in How are you going to enforce a hate law against the Muslims? I said, as soon as you said that, that was what I was thinking. Hate laws are unconstitutional anyway and wrong doesn't matter why you commit the crime, just that you commit the crime. Now you do the time. Simple. But you're right. How are they going to how are they going to deal with this? I don't know. They've got themselves in a politically correct bind now, don't they? Yep. They do. Where's King Solomon where do you need them? Actually King David was a much better uh ruler cuz they were kings. Well, King David, uh, yeah, I, people think Solomon, that David was Solomon's kid. No, Solomon's David's kid. David was great when he was young and great when he was old. Solomon was great when he was young and he was turned to crap by the time he was old, which is usually the way monarchs, it happens to monarchs. He And it happened to him and why it didn't happen to David is because David never broke any covenant or with god he he kept his word to god his son chose not to and once you go down that path you know it just gets worse and worse and worse and again this is a state issue the bill passed the legislature a couple of weeks ago and shortly after lgbt groups pressed haslam to turn it down the text of the bill gives counselors immunity from lawsuits for turning down any client with goals or behaviors that conflict with their beliefs. The bill was introduced as a means of protecting therapists' religious beliefs. But when passed, the language stipulated only sincerely held principle, the news outlet reported. That I, we have to do this with this 
1.3 of the population that we have to do this, Brian. Because it's not just about, because this is not about just religious beliefs. It's about uh, uh, having a conscience, which was was originally going to be in uh, the Bill of Rights. but What it was? Didn't. You need to explain what was going to be in the Bill of Rights. What do you mean? About conscience, what, what they were going to put in as part of the Bill of Rights. It, that you had a right to your conscience. In other words, you have a right to refuse to do things based on your conscience. Um, that didn't make it to the cut. I wish it did, but it didn't. But we should. And it, and the reason that it's used principle instead of religious, because there are people that are not religious, but do have principles that their principles their, that they hold dear to themselves, that would violate and why should you be forced to violate your principles just to do some frivolous thing? I'm sorry, all these things, wedding cakes, weddings, frivolous. Uh, this, I want to get a sex change, got to see a therapist. That's the Christian therapist isn't going to help you get a sex change. They're going to help you become a heterosexual. What, really, just no good to society as a whole if you're a, heterosexual, a homosexual because really, you know, society wants families and and children and futures and growth that you've opt out of all that. And that's what's happening, too, when we're telling our kids that they can choose their own gender. That's that's directly sabotaging a society for doom. Someone should sue over it. No, we don't like suing. Oh, well, when when you're doing Just something like, like that laws. and you're harming a child, what they're doing is harmful to the child. It's it's an assault on the child. They're not supposed to be even thinking about these things when they're when they're kids. Well, it's, that's an article that we read from the um, pediatricians of America or some But by pushing that stuff on my child, they have abused my child, and therefore they should be sued. The teacher, the principal, everybody. School board. Everybody involved. <clears throat> I'm glad you clarified this because I was confused when I read this article. What? I didn't know. I didn't really Sincerely understand. held principal. It was a way to secularize it. So <clears throat> for people that aren't religious. Well, I didn't understand what the law was protecting. Conscience. Right to a conscience. Simple. And, of course... People like LGBTQ people and all the commies, they don't want us to have freedom to have a conscience. They want us to do what we're told by the government because the government is everything. The people are nothing. The collective is all that is important. That's why we play that socialist Borg thing. <laughs> I mean, come on, these people are... How can any... You, you independent, so-called independent thinkers out there, independent party people... Uh, I'm not a Republican either. But you, how do you... I don't understand how you could even think of voting Democrat anymore. I mean, I don't even see how it's an option. Because it's obvious that what their goal is is to turn us into a socialist, commie country, which was tried in this country during the, during the founding of the nation. The pilgrims came over here, they, they tried communism. 50% of them died that winter, and then they went to uh, capitalism, and everything was fine. In other words, private property ownership. Um, 
private property is very important. And I'm sorry, LGBTQ, you want to force us all to uh, to serve you as slaves, but we don't want to. Just so you know. They'd, you'd have to put me in jail. And I don't understand, and you're going to have to explain it to me again. Why and how, in God's name, does a group from outside of a state, like they do here all the time, I was just talking to somebody from the, the forest. Because they find someone that has standing in the state to represent, that's how. But how does your state allow you to do that? They, If they have a license to practice law in the state of Montana, then they can do so. But the groups hire lawyers, local lawyers. It's They don't bring their own lawyers. Okay, well, then can't the state... How can the state guard itself against that? Against what? Against frivolous lawsuits coming into their state to stop their citizens from doing something. Well, first of all, you could start all adhering to the Constitution. That's what I'm saying. That's a start right... That'd be a major start right there, wouldn't it? That'd be amazing. But this is what happens when you get away from the Constitution. It gets worse. It doesn't get better. It gets worse the farther you get from our Constitution. It was the most perfectly balanced document that could have been constructed. And we all threw it away by not enforcing it. And now we don't, when someone tries to explain how things are supposed to work, nobody believes you because that's ridiculous. The Supreme, the Supreme Court said, the Supreme Court said, the Supreme Court said, like parrots out there, I don't care what they say. They're entitled to their opinion and nothing else. They're not even entitled to their jobs since they're all serving in bad behavior. I would impeach the whole lot of them on the bench, even the one I like the most. I don't care. Clean slate. We're getting back to the Constitution. They go. Because they all violated the Constitution, and they were supposed to, under the system that was set up on its own by the government, not the way we set it up, they were supposed to watch the Constitution and decide which laws violate the Constitution, which laws don't. That's not their power. Never was. Never intended to be. Never. Read Article 3, Section 2, and don't stop at half a sentence. Well, and I was explaining this to uh, anyone who was going to download, because we don't have any live listeners on the Women of the Revolution show, in plain English to everybody, because I think people don't understand, the Constitution was written in the order of importance, meaning the people that had the most... That's how they, the, the Committee of Style decided to do to it. To do it, right. And if you look at it, the Congress, the legislators, and the senators, that's the... You just, you just said the same thing twice. <laughs> the legislators, the House, House of, of Representatives, Representatives, and the senators... They have the largest chunk of the Constitution. They, and as they you, have the most power. And as you go on and on, it gets least and least. This is how I was trying to explain it. Just get a copy of it and look how I, many pages it is. I know what you're trying to say, because I'm the one who told it to I you. I understand, but when we're, the more that we're going through it, the more it made sense to me. Because they were going in order of importance, and the least important was the judiciary. The federal judiciary. They have like three pages of stuff to do that has nothing to do with us. No, it wasn't even three pages. I mean, it's ridiculous. I think it was three paragraphs. And, like, if you want to explain it to a child, right? If you were going to explain well, it to a or child. Well, if you want to explain well, first of all, you, you got to untrain everything they do because uh, people still believe there were co-equal branches of the government, as you just said, 
no. They, and they say it all the time. Intelligent people who are supposedly in government that are supposedly conservative, they went that know the, the Constitution. They went and paid for an education. That's the problem. I mean, all you have to do, you can just Actually, they're your, teaching that in public school. Tell your little child, and this, tell the seven-year-old, can you count these pages for me? And then have them count the pages. And then, okay, then count these pages for me. I mean, it's child. It was a child could have understood this, Brian, the way they wrote it. The way they set it up. Yeah, until until it gets complicated. Until uh, why does everybody who wants to understand the Constitution read the Federalist Papers? Somebody explain that to me. You're not going to learn about. You're not going to learn the Constitution by reading the Federalist Papers. First of all, uh, one of the writers lies constantly, Alexander Hamilton. So, why would you go to a bunch of articles that were penned by three? people that hid their identity to convince people to ratify the Constitution. That's all it was. It's not. A, it never intended to teach you what the Constitution means. It only addressed the concerns of the states at that time. That the, New York being one of the important states that it was done for. There were the Anti-Federalist Papers, too, which are actually more worth reading because, not that they you know, understand the Constitution, but the fact that they they thought the Constitution went too far, and uh, they'll explain to you what and why and how. Now, they were wrong in the sense that as long as the people enforce the Constitution, that, that could never happen. The executive could never become that powerful. Well, the executive has, just as they said. But it's not because it's because we stopped enforcing the Constitution. We let them do that. We have to. Every All the power comes from us. Everything they do up there comes from us. We give them the power to do it for us. But what they're doing up there right now is not what we gave them the power to do. Constitution is very limiting. Very limiting. And that's why you can tell it's screwed up. Since when do elections have consequences? Uh-uh. Not in the rule of law, because whatever the... Whatever the Constitution says, power you have, you have, and whatever you don't, you don't. It's that clear. And there's some spots where we tell you some expressly don'ts that, by the way, states ignored. They're not allowing the Constitution to go into debt. Did you know that? Well, <clears throat> we'll move along to another topic after these commercial breaks. It's Young Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, because we'll be right back. Hi, this is Jeff Carlisi from the band 38 Special. The mainstream media has failed the American people once again. Internet radio networks like Red State Talk Radio will not fail you. Tune in 24 hours a day, studios A and B. Great conservative programming around the clock. Red State Talk Radio, the dominant force in Internet conservative talk radio. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? 
Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. The following message is brought to you by Health Markets, your first choice when you need health insurance for your small business. Do you offer health insurance to your employees? Call us now and see if you can save money. Do you want to offer vision and dental to your employees? Call us. Do you think you're paying too much for your current health insurance? Call us. Do you want somebody else to do all the legwork and search thousands of health plans from over 180 health insurance companies nationwide? Call us. We're Health Markets, and thanks to a little-known solution, we could help your business save thousands of dollars on health insurance costs and save your employees money, too. Our service is free. Don't miss the great savings. Call now. 800-862-0336. 800-862-0336. Health Markets Insurance Agency is DBA of InSphere Insurance Solutions, Inc. Licensed in all states. Product availability varies. Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800 764 That's 800-764-9168. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-511-3024, 800-511-3024, 
Welcome back to the Cooperative Radio Show. Hour half of two. Two. <laughs> it's half of hour two. That's what I said. No, you said hour half of two. See, the, I'm telling you. Hour half of two is the way you say it. Are you sure? Yes. See, you're getting everyone confused. No, you're the only one who's confused. <laughs> I know what I'm saying. I know I'm messing with everybody's head out there, but that's <laughs> that's kind of part of my thing. You ain't kidding. <laughs> All right, again from World Net Daily. The city of Seattle's policy of inspecting residences garbage and issuing fines for throwing away too much food has been declared an unconstitutional violation of privacy. Uh, why did they? How could they even use the word constitution? And at all without just bursting into flames. I don't understand it. Well, this is the state's constitution. I'll tell you more later. Hmm. So it doesn't matter. It's, it's still. But that's what you always say. Well, you need to go to the state's constitution and the federal constitution right. for any law. Well, originally the federal constitution didn't apply at, at all. all to the state or we the people. That's why the states made their own constitution. Remember, the Bill of Rights was an add-on. It would really messed up the way the Constitution was designed. You weren't supposed to have anything granting you anything. Because now you got people telling you, oh, the piece of paper granted you this. And, uh, and, and, and the government's in charge of the piece of paper. So the government gave you all your rights. No. You know, the first Constitution, everyone thinks it was Virginia was the who drafted their own first Constitution. But I just recently found out it was Rhode Island. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Rhode Island was the first one to draft a constitution for their colonists. They're nothing but a pain in the backside. <laughs> Nobody talks about Rhode Island, because when I do the Women of the Revolution show on TalkShoe.com with my girlfriend, Deb, we got into depth into history, and no one even talked about Rhode Island being in the revolution. <laughs> well, of course they were in it, but, you know, they were certainly the least of its in its. Well, their ports were very important, and that actually were the landing area for when the French fleet first came here. I'm talking geographical and population-wise. Considering they, they were the littlest of all the states, and all they did in the Articles of Confederation is constantly say no to everything. I would I would have questioned letting them back in. Because they weren't on the first round of signing on to the Constitution. They came later. I would, I'm would. i telling you right now, I'm sorry the way you behave. We don't want you. And before you go on, since we're on states' rights, where would they find out this information? What information? About the Constitutional Convention. Oh, well, you can go to PatriotsPub.us, PatriotsPub.us, U.S. History, the Constitution, Founding Fathers, Just the Facts, No Politics. Three and a half years, three of us went through U.S. History, Constitutional Convention day by day. We studied, we went through the whole history of slavery so everyone could understand slavery. And that slavery still exists today, by the way. But PatriotsPub.us, free to listen to. It's a podcast. So you can listen or download it for free at talkshow.com. And it's talksid9461. But just you could just do a search for Patriots Pub. So, 
please listen from episode one. The idea was to put everything in context, and it, so if you don't start there, you're not you're not going to know it. You're not going to understand or know why. Why did the colonists do what they did? Why did Britain do what it did? Why did the Indians do what they did? Et cetera, et cetera. And by the way, <clears throat> Indians were our first slaves after white. Well, the Europeans, we didn't really have slavery. It was initiated, it came later from the courts. Oh, yay. All, all the people that were here were indentured servants. It wasn't until a black man who was an indentured servant got his freedom, bought a slave, brought a slave over, you know, you pay for someone to come over. But <clears throat> he bought the slave, It was an indent- but he was an indentured servant, he was supposed to be released in seven years. And when it came time, he refused to give him his freedom and went to court. And the courts granted him the right to keep him as private property forever. A black man induced slavery into the United States of America. Isn't that wondrous? Oh, do your research. Trust me. I know what I talk about. All right. Um, the ruling from Chief Civil Judge Beth Andrus on Wednesday granted a motion for summary judgment by residents who sued the city over the garbage can inspections. The Pacific Legal Foundation brought the case on behalf of a Seattle resident, Richard Bonesteel, Scott Schock, Stephen Davies, Sally Oliar, Oliar, oh. Uljar, Mark Elster, Greg Moon, Keely Carinder, and Edwin Yasukawa. PLF attorney Ethan Blevins called the ruling a victim for common sense and the constitutional rights. A clear message has been sent to Seattle public officials, recycling and other environmental initiatives can't be pursued in a way that treats people's freedoms as disposable, he said. Levin said Seattle can't place its composting goals over the privacy rights of its residents. By authorizing garbage collectors to pry through people's garbage without a warrant, the city has promoted a policy of massive and persistent snooping, he said. That's not just wrong as a matter of policy, as the judge has correctly ruled. It is wrong as a matter of law. As World Net Daily reported in 2015, the city imposed a policy requiring garbage collectors to check residents' trash and then red tag the addresses or even impose fines if more than 10% of the contents were compostable material. But the lawsuit argued the Washington State Constitution provides that no person shall be disturbed in his private affairs or his home invaded without authority of law. The complaint explained citizens are not to be afforded are to be afforded due process before they can be penalized. And the state Supreme Court already has ruled that a person has a legitimate expectation that absent a warrant the contents of his or her garbage cans will remain private and free from government inspection while placed curbside for collection. Levin said when the case arose that the food waste ban 
uses trash collectors to pry through people's garbage without a warrant, as Washington courts have long required for garbage inspections by police. PLF's principal attorney, Brian Hodges, who is managing attorney with PLF's Pacific Northwest Center in Bellevue, said that while it's laudable to encourage recycling and composting, the city is going about it in a way that trashes the privacy rights of each and every person in Seattle. Seattle's program had instructed garbage collectors to enter an exception code 25 and rate charge into an onboard computer anytime the collectors observe more than 10% of combined recycling, food waste, and compostable paper in a resident's garbage can, the judge explained. Then they also were to leave adhesive SPU red tags on all non-compliant cans. They also had the option of leaving a sign stating it's not garbage anymore. We found food, recyclables, or yard waste in your garbage. Per Seattle Municipal Code 21.36.083, food, recyclables, and yard waste are not allowed in the garbage. Starting July 1st, 2015, a fine of $1 will be levied on your garbage bill for each violation. The judge explained the state Supreme Court previously had ruled that a defendant's garbage could not be searched by police without a search warrant. The Supreme Court held that any resident who places garbage in can and puts it on the curb for collection, reasonably believes the garbage will not be subjected to warrantless government search, the judge wrote. In other words, we expect the collector to pick up our garbage and remove it for proper disposal. We do not expect that the government will search the contents of our garbage bags to identify evidence of wrongdoing. She continued, if a person has a privacy interest in their own garbage and garbage collector cannot give the garbage to a police officer to perform a warrantless search, then the collector himself could not conduct such a search either. Basically, it's your stuff, and they can't touch it. <laughs> Until, But once they throw it in the garbage truck, now it's in public domain. But they can't do it in such a way that it would segregate it from the rest of the garbage because that would be an end run around put it, having it become part of public is it mixed with the other garbage not just in the back where the arm comes and sweeps it in but once it's in the garbage garbage that can be searched but you don't know who came what from where it's not like everything has a label again another reason to take back your municipality <laughs> yeah <laughs> You know they can't. It, when your government looks at you as uh, as a bank, like somebody, something that they just can get unlimited amounts of money from, it, it's time for you to think about fixing that <laughs> to get those people out and someone else in. All right, uh, from Reuters dot com. Oh, go to post the pond again. It must be something that our news doesn't want us to know. An Alabama city appears to be the first in the country to specify criminal penalties for violators of an ordinance requiring people to use bathrooms that match the gender on their birth certificates, 
Civil rights groups said on Wednesday, I never, do, I would never put it to the birth certificates. Rookie move, uh, that could be changed. Uh, they have the equipment. That's who they are. That's all you need to know. The law passed on Tuesday by the city council in Oxford, located about sixty miles east of Birmingham, carries a possible punishment of a five hundred dollar fine or six months in jail. The measure raises the stakes in the U.S. bathroom wars that have caused fierce debate among state lawmakers, school officials, and Republican presidential candidates. It goes farther than a law enacted last month in North Carolina, which has been boycotted by businesses, entertainers, and government workers. Well, good. We don't want to pay you anyway, so go away. Uh, You're not going to get back pay when you come back to work either. Since it become the first state to bar transgender people from using bathrooms that correspond with their gender identity. That's because their gender identity is all made up in their head. Brian, since when has this world gotten so crazy that we're fighting over bathrooms and garbage? Well, it's, uh, let's see, we talk about how bad it is every show. We're literally fighting amongst ourselves about bathrooms and garbage. Well, yeah. Government's out of control. And people start to realize it. They feel it. When when even these people live in suburbia land, when they start feeling the pain, we've been feeling the pain for a long time. They don't have any many rights to trample on. Garbage is pretty much all they have. Bathrooms, it seems. And bathrooms. Mm. And this is just ridiculous that we're even having to talk about this, but it's better than talking about Trump. North Carolina's law applies to restrooms and locker rooms in government-owned facilities and schools. The Oxford Ordinance also includes bathrooms in private businesses and explicitly makes violating the provision of a crime the human rights campaign said. I don't like those people at all. I don't like human rights campaign. This is a very concerning expansion of the ways in which trans people are going to be and have been policed, said Chase Strangio, a staff attorney with the, oh my God, the American Communist Liberation Union LGBT project. They have an LGBT project in the ACLU. Isn't that wonderful? You know, I really, really think that the... Uh, it's Southern... essentially just criminalizing trans existence. No, it's not. It's criminalizing you violating uh, someone's privacy in a restroom. That's what it's doing. I, we don't care about your made-up stuff in your head. You are a man if you have the equipment, period. And then you go in the men's room. Women, ditto. Don't... Don't care what your gender identity problems are. Don't care about your wardrobe. You're still, and I don't care if you're worried about getting your butt kicked because you go to the men's room and you, people hate on you. Uh, last time I checked, you don't have to go to the bathroom in public, do you? <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I understand that that could happen, but I want to know how many times it has happened. Who's been prosecuted for beating up trans men in a men's room? I want to know. Because I did a search on it. I couldn't find anything. Again, 0.3% of the population. Right. 
0.3. Running the rest of our lives. Like they shouldn't even be allowed. They shouldn't even be allowed to be around children. What would you would you would you want a psychotic person around your children? See, and this is what we're talking about. Not only with the Muslim Muslim population, this population should be outraged. The homosexuals should be outraged at these people for what they're doing to their name. Just like the Muslims should be outraged with themselves. But they're not, because there's a lot of homosexuals out there that don't want this. Oh, well, they're going to speak up. That, exactly. That's why, and everyone keeps saying, oh, well, the moderate Muslims, look, you know, whatever. If you want to think there's some modern Muslims out there, good for you. No one's but... trying to take your right to go to the bathroom away. Uh, just go to the proper bathroom. And, uh, yes, society does get to decide what proper is, by definition. Stephen Waits, president of the Oxford City Council, said the measure was a response to complaints from residents after retailer Target last week said transgender people and customers could use store bathrooms that match the gender with which they identify, the Aniston Star reported. I just like it. They keep saying with which they identify. They're really not. Why do we care? But what they identify with. It, since but they're we, not. Listen, since how <laughs> do we care about crazy people? Just, they need help. Treatments. Put them in the loony bin. We should bring back the loony bin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, so anyway, adopt the no, no, law no. not out of concern for the 0.3% of the population who identify as transgender, but to protect our women and children, according to the newspaper. Wades did not reply to a request from comments from Reuters. Strangio said the law raises constitutional questions, and the ACLU was considering taking legal action to block it. The group already has sued North Carolina over its law. See, well, why, why is it that we can't decide what's proper and what isn't there, there's nothing in the constitution that uh, has to deal with this at all there's no thing about homosexuality in the constitution i guarantee it's not your state constitution either but having public decency laws is everywhere in the country they're all we all have public decency laws it's indecent from a man to enter a woman's restroom it's indecent for a woman to do it, but it's less of a violation. So I don't think anyone ever ever wants to have the woman arrested for coming into the men's room. And again, this, I know I'm harping on this, but this is the last that I'm going to harp on it because you're, what you're we're reporting on is shiny balls. I mean, for all we know right now, besides between the damn elections and this issue, refugees are streaming into our country. There's no way for us to know. Until it happens to a neighborhood near you. But do know they're also going around as per Obaminus. And they're finding out where there's not enough uh, redistribution of poor people. And they're going to put them in houses in neighborhoods that are too white. If anybody, president had said something like that, who was white, he'd be strung up. I told you, this is why they chose a black man for this job, the people that are running him. Because a white president could never get away with any of this. Don't even think it for a second. He'd be impeached a long time ago.
But he's black, so we can't do anything. Just just like all civil service jobs. If they're black, you can't do anything. No matter how how bad they are at the job, uh, they're black. There's nothing you can do. Just push them around. Make them other people's problem. Well, Brian, you're saying that this, this communist prog plot has been going on for a long time so that makes sense they're gonna they're also gonna say well look we need to put a minority in so that they can't do anything to him but he can't be too black well yeah uh, obviously he might be too then we're so racist i love it get elected you know <laughs> just say right he uh, can't be black so that he can't get elected but he has to be black enough to be able to get away with anything right now you figured it out i did well i told the folks about it <laughs> All right, push the button. Mr. President, members of Congress, you've been making a lot of noise about taking our guns away. But you might want to review history. 1835, Gonzales, Texas Territory. The authorities wanted to confiscate the big gun that protected that colony. You know what the people said? Come and take it. Because they were willing to fight for the freedom and the guns. So are we. Come and take it if you want it. Come and take it if you think you can. Come and take it, but I want you. You'll have to buy it from my cold hand. We want the freedom that God gave us. So you best not cross that line. If you want this gun, you gotta come through us and take it. One shot at a time. Just like Gonzalez. We're keeping our guns. Thank you, Steve Voss. I love that. I love that song. I love it. Moulin Lib. Now Susan's going to read from an Armed Citizen article. Obviously a very old one because we get ours electronically. Yeah, I wanted to go through these first. And then because I have to download it and all that. <laughs> this is just easy for me to pick up the magazine. Oh, well, then you should have told me to opt for the magazine, because you said you opted for electronics so you can copy and paste. Okay, well, next time we'll get the magazine. Anyway, I like written words. He's the internet junkie. I got bad news for you. They're the same written words on the screen as they are on the I understand paper. that, but you know, if that if people were had that thought, they would never buy the magazine I write for, and they would never read it, and I would never get paid. Because it's not online. Well, it's not online, so they have no other place to get it. So why wouldn't they keep reading the magazine? Anyway... This is from America's First Freedom. Oh, and we're messing with their heads doubly tonight <laughs> because we started on the half hour. So the live listeners uh, are going, huh? <laughs> uh, half of what? No, it's top of the hour. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we started on the half hour, so everything's skewed. And speaking of which, we, speaking gotta of go, which what? we have to go to a hard break. Okay. So I'm Cooperative Radio Show. Stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there's certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. 
horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? Uh, what should we do about evil? Uh, that's, that's a good question. Uh... exist, we see it all the time, in the streets, Darfur, but not in Iraq at any time. We need to be humble and not have a spine. Defeated. Defeated. Let me just say... Uh, Defeated. 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 There's no other way. Jake's Ham Sandwich Rule. If you're in the country illegally, you are entitled to a well-prepared and, frankly, delicious ham sandwich, followed by a helpful boot in the ass to assist you in exiting the country. As always, a fizzy soda of your choice is optional. We built this city. You didn't build that. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. You didn't build that. We built this President, because I still believe in that idea. You didn't build that. You didn't build that. Let me tell you what you don't deserve. You don't deserve a bunch of name calling. You got to name this condition, Romnesia. You don't deserve a bunch of mud slinging with sketchy deals. You won't get that from my campaign. You might have Romnesia. Thank goodness somebody's finally cracking down on Big Bird. Big Bird. Big Bird. Elmo's made a run for the border. You might have a case of Romnesia. Well, Governor, we also have fewer horses and bayonets. If you don't have a record to run on, you make a big election about small things. It's a bunch of binders. Big Bird. Bayonets. A, a game of battleship. Obama is acting like the guy who's behind in this debate. Obama was slashing, was personal, was cutting. At times, sounding almost dismissive. Seriously, this is all the Obama people have. The binders. Elmo's got to watch this is an act of desperation. Every single question, he felt like he couldn't just answer the question. He had to attack his rival. Attacking me is not an agenda. America must lead. And for that to happen, we have to strengthen our economy here at home. You can't have 23 million people struggling to get a job. Do you know a soldier in need of an angel? Would you like to be an angel to a soldier in need? Then you should visit www.soldiersangels.org. Since 2003, Soldiers Angels has supported thousands of American service members stationed wherever we raise our country's flag, and the number is growing daily. They also work with our wounded soldiers, giving them backpacks filled with needed items, personal visits, phone calls, etc. Additionally, they send our thanks via letters and email to the military of Great Britain, Poland, and Australia who serve by our soldiers' side in Iraq. Soldiers' Angels are dedicated to ensuring that our military know they are loved and supported during and after their deployment into harm's way. So sign up to be an angel today, or send an angel to a soldier in need. Visit www.soldiersangels.org. This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show.
Back to an armed citizen article from America's First Freedom, an NRA publication. Get over it. Marty Flynn and Ryan Bizarro were walking home in downtown Harrisburg. I'm assuming Pennsylvania. Yep. Yeah. My mother was born there. I used to go play there. <laughs> After dinner, when they were approached from behind by a gun by gun wielding robbers, with a gun pointed at his co-worker's head, Flynn, who possessed a legally owned firearm, exchanged gunfire with the assailants before the suspects fled. That was pretty bold of him, Brian. Yep, two of them went ahead. Well, no, it was two and two. No, no, the other guy was already victim. Oh, well, that's true. That's right. He had the gun to his head. Right. So there's there him against two. two of them right. plus. The, the risk that he's going to kill the hostage. Yep. But see, those are those are, you know, decisions you have to make when you have it gone. If you're going to you're going to use it, you're going to use it no matter what. It depends on your personality. Some people in the same situation would think would think otherwise. It wouldn't be a good idea because then you can get the that other person, person killed. Shot. But they were going to get killed. What's not going to stop them from getting killed anyway? Well, if they wanted to kill him, they would just show. They would just shot him. They wouldn't put a gun to your head. They just shoot you. They want something. They put a gun to your head. They're robbing them. After calling nine one one, the men arrived home safely. While the two suspects were captured by police a few blocks away. Since then, four juveniles have been charged in the altercation and have also been convicted with another robbery, uh, connected with another robbery in the area the previous evening. Erie Times, New Erie, Pennsylvania. So. Not that eerie. <laughs> but again, see, Brian doesn't like these ones because they don't kill him. <laughs> well, it costs me money. I don't like that. <clears throat> All right. Moving on to a Fox News. Oh, my God. I, I can't believe Fox News has gotten so bad, Susan, since we stopped watching it, that uh, CNN now beats out Fox News. CNN. And Jesse was going, oh, I see it. At least it started out biased. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. What are you talking about? Our friend Jesse was over here CNN yesterday. CNN is, <laughs> is, is a rag. Are you kidding me? Brian's it's, friend. It's a communist news network. <laughs> There's only one place worse. MSLSD. <laughs> Fox is better than those two, or used to be. be. I don't know what they're doing now. Uh, it's like, uh, I'm sorry, did, are they not uh, pom-poms for crews or something? Is that what the problem is? Oh, let me guess, they like Donald Trump. I hope not, because that would make me not like Donald Trump. I don't like... Like I don't really care for the people at Fox News anymore. Yeah, we don't listen to regular news. We usually listen to talk radio and go on the internet. Yeah, I don't get my news from from people that are just trying to propaganda well, eyes every day or not report not report the stories they don't want you to know about. And the Fox News internet station 
has still kept to the old formula before the brat took over. No, no, no. When the brat took over, they changed. No, not the not their website. It's not. The website is just a website. What I'm saying, the news reporting on the website is different from what they do on the the TV. Ah. Uh. It's different stories. It's it is staying the same, but they completely chose to change Fox News on the TV into Commieland. They're not doing it uh, on their website. So, really, people perceive CNN as better than that? Did I not already tell you that was the Communist News Network? Oh, NBC, too. No, no, not National Broadcasting of Communism. Well, now, you've been watching Newsmax TV. I have. How has that been coming? Because um, my friend Deb does it, too. She watches I've Newsmax. never been a fan of J.D. Hayworth. He's too... I don't know... Uh, Main, mainstream Republican kind of thing. I, I just don't. And I don't find his radio show, show is all that good. But he's doing he's doing a better job here as, as an anchor. And the, Well, he's not the only anchor, is he? For that show. I don't watch the channel all night long. Uh, so I, I only watched that one because I just wanted to pick up some different news that I might not find on my own. and That's not what really happens. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know how long I'm going to be watching. I just started. So. Alright, so back to Fox News. A science professor's personal feelings about firearms is leading her to consider instituting her own form of gun control. Refusing to write a letter of recommendation for a student gun enthusiast. Writing under a pseudonym, Myrtle Lynn Payne, the instructor at an unidentified Western college, said she's conflicted about whether to honor the girl's request for a recommendation note, given the professor's deep disdain for guns. How can I say that I don't want to support students who are gun enthusiasts? without getting put on some sort of list. No, that wouldn't get you on a list. <laughs> Not a bad list, anyway. She wrote in the Chronicle of Higher Education on April 18. Payne admits growing up around guns, but said her mother removed them from the home after her father was diagnosed as a manic depressive. Well, you got a crazy man in the house. I can see that, but how is this relevant? Manic depressive. You treated with lithium. Now she teaches in a red meat area. This is what people do in their free time here. Guns and pancakes, she wrote. Welcome to America, Professor. <clears throat> Payne introduces the student, given the pseudonym Sarah, when the girl talks to the class about firing an AK-47 at a gun range during her winter break. I gave the usual very good moving on response, but was thinking, whoa, that's disturbing, Payne wrote. In another instance, the teacher overhears the girl talking about obtaining a concealed carry permit. When Sarah later asked Payne to write her a recommendation for a teacher credential program, Payne initially says yes, because I usually do, but the more Payne thinks about it, the more she agonizes. On one side are all of my ideas about supporting students, honoring their individuality, 
and their journeys, creating a safe place for them and myself, not taking things out of context, not over-interpreting, Payne wrote. On the other side are my memories of growing up in a situation where guns, people, and bullets had to be vigorously kept apart, lest they find each other in a tragic moment of instability. It is not clear if Sarah ever received the letter from Payne. Yes, oh, she's a horrible person for enjoying shooting firearms. Everybody I've ever taken to the range enjoys shooting firearms. Everybody. If I took you to the range, you know, you know who I'm talking to. I'm pointing at you. <laughs> I'll take you to the range. You will like it. All right. Uh, on Again from Fox News, uh-oh. Airport screeners established a new record last week when they stopped passengers from boarding planes with 73 firearms in carry-on luggage. The Transportation Security Administration, TSA, officials said the number has reached in the seven days ending April the 21st, and the halls surpassed the previous high of 68 set in October. After confiscating the firearms, I have to believe that those people had to do that as a misdirect to get them to look in the wrong direction. Because what kind of idiot's going to try and carry firearms on a plane? After confiscating the 73 firearms, TSA carry-on screeners made a startling discovery. 68 of the weapons were loaded, and two, and more than two dozen had a round in the chamber, the Pittsburgh Tribune Review reported Saturday. Two loaded guns were seized at Boston Logan Airport on Tuesday and Thursday, Fox 25 Boston reported. Other airports where weapons were found included Riley-Durham, Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas, Phoenix, and Detroit. <clears throat> guns aren't all that were found last week. Two replica military rounds were also discovered in a check bag at Tucson, the TSA reported. It's, yeah, but it's replica. That's not against the law. Can't even take replica rounds. What does that mean? What it means it's it? a fake. It's not real. It's a replica. It's meant, it's meant to look real, even though it isn't real. It, so like grenades. You can get grenades. They're just like real grenades, but... They drill a hole in the bottom. They take all the stuff out. So there's no explosive. So it's a replica. It can't blow up. Same thing with rounds. I don't know what size rounds are. It could have been sized for a, 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 a battleship, as far as I know. Or it could have been a twenty-two. I, I really don't know. I think they have a picture of it, if I can get the website up. Well, that would have been a good idea to look at before. Well, I just didn't understand what replica meant. <laughs> When they were talking about this, well, it means it means to be rep, replicated. Well, I I know replicated. what replicated mean, but I didn't know there was such thing as a replicated round. Why would you even have one? Show and tell. Well, why are the people know that they can't have guns on their carry on? I mean, I've tra I've traveled across the country uh, yeah, a so couple I'm, of times. I'm so sure what the hell's going knows. on? I I'm telling you, I said I think it's a yeah. mis misdirect. There you go. Oh, okay. Look like 
I don't know what they look like. What is that a reference? It says two replica military rounds were discovered in a check bag at Tucson. Yeah, but they put that thing in the middle. It was supposed to... I don't even know what it is. That's a pen. Oh. Yes, those are rounds that go in a... Like a battleship. Uh, where they, they have their four batteries. The big guns they have. That's like that size. I hope... The only thing that would be worrisome if it was full of explosive going on the plane. Because really, what are you going to do with that thing? You don't have a gun to put it in. <laughs> it's, it's this size of my arm. I just still don't understand why they're finding these guns all of a sudden. I think it's a misdirect. They're making them look in one direction. And in the meantime, in the other direction, something much more important is going on. You mean like terrorism like fuzzy muzzy stuff could be could be just plain old criminal stuff don't know won't know because they're too too ignorant to catch them anyway now they got a union that's going to get even more ignorant you know there's a push in states to get rid of the tsa uh no but it's a good idea I've, oh if we get back to the constitution the tsa is unconstitutional anyway so well, same with the, the, the uh, well, we already know the FCC, but the, what do you call it, controllers? They shouldn't be controlled by the federal government. And, you no. know. So, all right, show me, in the, show me in the Constitution where it talks about airplanes and air traffic controllers. Go ahead. Well, because that was left up to the states. Unless future the states wanted to give uh, the power to the federal government through a constitutional amendment, which they did not. You know, and Levin, again, um, Brian's ha Brian has stopped listening to him. Because <laughs> he's just, he is going crazy over this whole election. But I, it kills me when he touts how proud he was of President Reagan firing all of those uh, air, air controllers. Yeah, because they went out on strike in a violation of federal law. But not the Constitution, because it was Well, the law was not based on the Constitution, therefore it's void and shall not be enforced. And yes, even Reagan. I, I can say even Reagan a lot. I just don't like beating up on the man. Yeah, he was the best president of my lifetime. That's no doubt. Not the best president, however, but the best president of my lifetime. My favorite modern-day president, you know that. <laughs> Coolidge. Hardy Coolidge. And he was, he, like you said, he was dragged screaming into the office. Even if the vice president, he didn't want to be. He really didn't. Oh, you're talking about specifically Coolidge. Right. You didn't say that. Sorry, Coolidge. Yes, he Coolidge want... was the vice president on the ticket with Harding. He didn't want to be vice president, but they kind of forced him into it. Uh, dragged him there kicking and streaming, which is the best people. And uh, Harding was doing a bang-up job until he died. And then here, there's there's poor Coolidge. He, he didn't even want to be vice president. Now he's president. I know. I know. <laughs> this is, that was not happy days, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, bad enough. He, he probably was friend friendly, very friendly with Harding. Uh, they saw things the same way. And Coolidge just continued what Harding started when he took over. They kept cutting taxes on the rich. And they got getting more money from rich people. And it was amazing. And they got the government out of the way. Oh, yeah, they started that with Harding. And uh, yeah, Coolidge could also continue that. And this gave us the Roaring Twenties. 
And the idiots that are Prague's always, be- well, they believe this nonsense. There was the Roaring Twenties, the policy of the Roaring Twenties that caused the Great Depression. No, it was not. Not even close. Hoover, by the way, was not, uh, I don't know back then what it wasn't called conservative, but uh, Republican in the sense of Madison and Jefferson. It's the best way I can put it. Uh, and so even though he was a Republican, he was a progressive in Republican clothing, just as Teddy Roosevelt was. So all that progressivism was happening around there, and it and then Harding undid all the stuff that they accomplished. And as he did that, he caused he caused the crash by getting the government more in the way, becoming authoritative. Who did not Harding? Hoover. Hoover. Okay, thank you, <laughs> thank you for clarifying. Yeah, uh, Herbert Hoover. Oh, he didn't do anything. That's the problem. He just didn't do anything. How can you believe that? Why don't you look it up for yourself? Your professors are lying to you. I'll leave it at that. You go look look it up. Find out what the lie is. Well, and that's what we're trying to do also on the Women of the Revolution because this last woman that we did, her name is Mary Catherine Goddard, and her and her mother ran three prominent newspapers during colonial times and they were on the side of the patriots so they kind of spurred um because back then the the newspapers were also you know pretty biased because there was loyalist newspapers and there was patriot newspapers back then there was never any attempt to say they weren't supposed to be biased there was no hiding behind some non-biased nonsense because it's really biased they they admitted their bias so it wasn't bad but also the bias was anti-government Yes, it was. But we also read a couple of excerpts about um, editors and owners of newspapers that England put in jail. I mean, they were jailing people over here in the colonies. They were getting their people to jail them. And that's why the free speech and assembly and freedom of religion was so important to the founding fathers because people were being killed because of their beliefs. They fled now we're, Europe. Now we're hurting protesters into uh political free zones i know they, they want to protest they have the right but you can only do it over there in that caged in area nowhere near what you're protesting uh, sorry that's wrong it, it was wrong under bush it's wrong under obama's no free speech zones free speech is everywhere how can how could you even imagine making such a thing as a free speech zone you're saying that outside that area, there's no free speech. Don't you get it? All right. No, Brian, it's important that we keep bringing this up more and more. Federal law bars guns and carry-on bags, but they can be transported and checked luggage if they are unloaded and declared to the airline before the flight departs, Tribune Review reported. Okay, what I Actually, did... every place has their own rules. Every carrier has their own rules. Yes, because when I was traveling back to Florida to, to sell our place, we had to call up and find out what yep. I had to do. Yeah, and then when you got to the airport, the person by the counter didn't know what to do. No, they had no clue. But I had, remember, we printed it out. We printed out all yeah, the instructions. Yeah, that, that helped. She took your gun and put it in a, in, into a room where you it was forgotten. 
Well, that was on the way back. That wasn't on the way there. But yes, that did happen. Yeah. <laughs> it was a shotgun, ladies and gentlemen. Brian was not going to let me go anywhere without a firearm. He just well, you were going counting. into the middle of the sticks where we lived. Down in Florida. Yes, I was. If you, everyone has a shotgun there, you're an idiot. <laughs> First thing my friend uh, David did down there when we were new, he's like, "So, what kind of gun do you have?" And I'm like, "I don't have a gun. <laughs> I don't have a gun. They didn't have one back then." Uh, and he's like, "Really?" I'm like, "Really?" He goes, "You can't live here without a gun." And so he he goes home. He comes back and he's got a his father's old single barreled. Single shot, single barrel shotgun. But see, that just shows the transition that we were starting to have as well. Because here we are fresh off the boat from Long Island to New York, where having a gun is unheard of practically, to a place, and this is what's wrong with the United States people, to a place where they said, you can't live here without a gun. Don't you get it? There's places in the United States, we can't live up here on this mountain without firearms. Not we safely. Can. We can live, but not safely. And that was our first introduction into, wow, you mean the whole United States isn't like Long Island, New York? Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> right? That was more of a thing that you came to enlighten. I've already traveled quite a bit. Right, but you still you didn't just didn't think about getting us a gun the first thing. I did because I didn't think I didn't know that social it was that socially acceptable. Exactly. You know? So that is was our enlightenment to that the rest of the country is different. That's why the founding fathers did what they did. They knew that different parts of the country, especially those that owned slaves, had to ha be approached in a different way to make us united. Mm-hmm. And like you always say over and over again, there was always a provision to get rid of slavery. It would have happened naturally. 1808, I believe. That's what it says. If it says 1808, that's a provision to get rid of slavery. Because the northern states knew that the southern states did not have the same type of population and did not produce the same. And if, and if they just waited, the Eli Whitney's cotton gin was supposed to get rid of slavery. It was supposed, that's why he invented it, to get rid of slaves, picking cotton. Now you have a machine to do it. Uh, but, of course, the government had to get involved in that, too, and make a mess of it. Every time the government gets involved in anything, haven't you noticed it's nothing but a mess? They, they had a civil war over that mess. Now, we're about to have one over this yes, mess. Yes, we are. Because what they're trying to do is homogenize us. That's what all of these regulations and all of these governments... trying to make you submissive. And design that whatever here in Montana, what you people in San Francisco need... We need the same thing, and that's not how we were. That, that yeah, is not it doesn't how. work. One size fits all doesn't work in this country. It never did. It never did. I didn't say it did. I said it doesn't. I know, but they the progs are hell bent that it will. Because it's not equal if it's not equal. You see. Well, why don't we ever say to them that depends on what your definition of equal is? Right. Yep. I can tell you now, uh, we do not all deserve to be equal. We are not all equal. We shouldn't all be equal. Some people will work harder than others. Some people are smarter than others, and they get a they get ahead of us. But it doesn't matter. If it, it's like I told my friend, I don't care if you deliver pizzas for a living. Do you pay bills? He's like, yeah. And you put food on the table? He goes, yeah. I said, well, then. Good for you. I don't care. He was under this impression I'd looked down at him because he delivered pizzas for a while. Uh, 
No, actually, I thought more highly of him because if some people would demean themselves to deliver pizza, and he and he had no problems doing that. He knew it just a job he could get to make money. And that's that's the way people. He's younger than me, which which surprises me because he's got that work ethic that we had grow, growing up in our generation, the generation before, obviously taught it to us. Uh, the millennials don't know what work is. It's something arbitrary to them, like Europe and austerity. I don't know why they can't just open a dictionary. So uh, <clears throat> we know federal law bars it, but you can bring it on if you follow the rules and you declare it and blah, 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 and every place has their own rules. So wherever your carrier is an airport, that's what's going to decide what you have to do. But you do need to contact them. I would not just trust what's on the websites contact someone talk to them personally get their name make sure you write everything down yeah they basically took my firearm my shotgun which was in a case off of the uh what do they call it the turnstile for the luggage yeah and just put it in an office across the airport behind a desk and i'm standing there and standing there and standing there and standing there and my luggage comes down and i'm like Where's my gun? <laughs> so then I got to grab the attendant, and they had no idea what to do. I said, and this was before the TSA was even there. I could not imagine the TSA making a. Oh, and they wouldn't. Oh allow, my God! They wouldn't allow ammo. To no, be, I had to buy ammo get, separate, yeah. and I had to leave it at the place. Yep. I couldn't even bring it back with me, so I was a whole box of ammo wasted, complete. Box. I'm sure somebody used them. Yeah, but I know, but it's all our money, and we wasted it because of the no, government. You don't waste anything when you're talking about self-defense. It's not a waste. That's a pittance. A box of 12-gauge back then? That's nothing. I can't imagine the TSA handling anything of mine. <laughs> I'm, I'm not flying anywhere for any reason. I don't care. It's just I'm not doing it. <laughs> I don't care. If someone says, you, if you come, I'll give you a million dollars. I'm not going to fly. I'm not going to do it. I'll tell them to keep the million, to give it to somebody else. <laughs> Give it to some other idiot who wants to fly. I would. I would honestly do that. Trust me. Uh, you have no idea. All right. Uh, so where are we? Unfortunately, these sorts of occurrences are all too frequent, which is why we talk about these fines, the TSA's Bob Burns said, according to the paper. Sure, it's a great, great to share the things that our officers are finding, but at the same time, each time we find a dangerous item, the line is slowed down and a passenger that likely had no ill intent ends up with a citation or in some cases is even arrested. The passenger can face a penalty as high as $11,000, Burns said. There's 11,000 reasons to make sure you get your stuff straight. The other thing is, Brian, if when we read that uh, story, the Patriot story. The Patriot story? Yeah, the one where it was a collapse and then it got back. Back oh, to yes, 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 yes. Um, uh, Patriots Surviving the Coming Collapse. There's two other books uh, also in the same series. It's not really a series, though. They're, they're three independent books about the same thing, same people, same, but totally different story. And there's no, they're independent. You could start in any book and it still works out. I checked with the author because that's the next. I'm going to order those two other books of his because 
That one was so good and informative. If you can get your hands on it, Patriots survive the coming collapse, it will you will be totally amazed at how much it is sounding like he's talking about what's happening to us right now. And how it all turns out in the end, which I won't tell you. Well, one but all the, I know is all the women refused to read it because it was too scary. Yeah, but I bet you right now, it, 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 like you said, we're at this time, and it's not scary because it's already starting to it's, happen. It's scary because it's happening. It better, <laughs> it's more scary because it's happening. And one of the things that... One of the things in the book is that the right to keep and bear arms was a true right, and you could keep and bear arms anywhere, and that means even an airplane. Well, correct, but but they shoot holes in the plane. Oh, we watched a show that did show that, and you got <sighs> so infuriated. Glazer safety slugs. There ain't no way it'll go through an aluminum fuselage. Sorry, nah, it won't even go through two sheets of drywall. So. I mean, I used to use that for my 357 when I traveled and we were staying in hotels with stuff because I didn't want to, I didn't want over penetration. And it has, it's a, shrap, it's a hollow point shrapnel around is what it is. And it's little pieces of metal come out. But like I said, they have all kinds of specialty rounds now. Um, I don't. Yeah, that was many years ago. You certainly, it would have to be, a, a law-abiding citizen would not be that irresponsible. You know what I'm saying? To not have the right ammunition to be on the plane and be safe. It's the criminals you got to worry about because they don't think about stuff like that. They just think gun, me, kill, good. <laughs> All right, a case that ended in the arrest involved a 33-year-old woman who was going through a TSA checkpoint at Southwest Florida International Airport in Fort Myers, Florida. We used to know people there. A screener spotted the gun in a bag belonging to the woman, Julie Kimmel, and notified police, Fox 4 reported. Kimmel of Lehigh Acres, Florida, wound up being arrested because she didn't have a concealed carry permit, the station reported. Kimmel told officers she forgot the gun was in her bag, Fox 4 reported. But, yeah, but you're not allowed to carry concealed. It's so you're admitting to carry concealed. Don't talk. Lawyer. Ladies and gentlemen, if I, I beseech you, no matter how good you think you are talking your way out of trouble, shut up. Don't talk to police. Just say attorney. I want an attorney. See, that's what's really good about living in the states that we, that the state that we live in right now, because I don't have to worry. Well, I wouldn't be going on an airplane, but. I could have a firearm on my bag without having a concealed carry permit. It's Correct. part of our constitution. Men can in a briefcase as well, backpack, etc. Anything that's a pack, even a fanny pack, they'll, they'll allow that, which is weird because that's really a concealed firearm. <laughs> but that's good. That's one. Right. And you can carry open. So you got to remember, in the West, they thought carrying concealed was for uh, criminals. It was for sneaks. It was for crooked gamblers and the like. So their constitutions all say nothing in this constitution is to say that carrying concealed is okay. That's a paraphrase, but that's what it says in almost every one of the constitutions out here. Uh, so you can carry open, which is what they like. But now society's like, but that looks, I don't want to be in a society where people are walking around with guns. It's just, it's not fashionable. Oh, you can be fashionable nowadays. They've got all kinds of different guns, different colors. You can bedazzle them and 
I don't know. Women do strange things to guns. <laughs> Before you go on, <laughs> you need to tell them what's going on at Red State just briefly because it's going through a transition period right now. Yes. The Red State Talk Radio.com is under new ownership and uh, lots of stuff is changing. It's going to be a little chaotic until it all gets settled in. But uh, I, I can't tell you when we're going to be on over there because every time I look at the schedule, it's different. So my only advice is go to redstatetalkradio.com and look at the schedule for the for the day you want to listen to me because uh, tomorrow it may be something else. I don't know. Well, there's two areas, too. One is called Live and one is called Encore when you go under right. the Schedule tab. Encore will be just that. It will be replaying old broadcasts that people might have missed. That then the first one is the originals that they're going to be playing, uh, streaming live, and there will be live shows. Uh, Scott Adams is the new owner of RedStateTalkRadio.com, and his show is on. He does a show live, I think. Um, I don't know anymore what designates live, whether we have any live, 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 or, or what's going on. I I just haven't talked to him yet, and I really wanted to leave him alone because it's. It, it, it's been a very stressful transition, and uh, there was a big shakeup at the station. As you can tell, we don't have 44 hosts anymore. So, with that said, you can listen to our show live normally, unless something happens like tonight, normally at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Sundays and Thursdays. You can... We're rebroadcasted on RedStateTalkRadio.com, and you'll have to check there to figure out when and where that's happening right now. You can catch us through TuneIn with Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio is in, they have, well, they're on TuneIn, so it'd be silly for my show to be there as well, so that's why it isn't. You can catch us on iHeartRadio if you have that. We're on iTunes. TalkShoe.com, where, we, where I put up the shows there. I got a big following there. And, uh, of course, I'll be continuing to put shows up on TalkShoe.com, where we also have the Women of the Revolution ongoing history going on at TalkShoe.com. And also the Patriots Pub that is, is finished. The job the, the, That's not ongoing. The mission accomplished. So... Please start from episode one. Uh, what else? I'm on Podbean. I, I know that. I don't know why I'm on Podbean, but I am. You can catch me at Twitter, at Brian Bonner. And we have to start when we have problems like tonight, Susan, posting on the Uncooperative Radio Show's page on Facebook. Okay. So they know what's going on. I just got my computer back. <laughs> I just got my computer partially fixed. Not. So, <laughs> The motherboard connectors were brittle, and a couple of them broke, so I don't have a keyboard. I have to use a... External. Yeah, external wireless keyboard. And uh, But I did fix the problem. The power, the power problem is all fixed now. Yeah, but you broke a brand new keyboard. I don't even know how you did that. No, no, no. I popped, a button popped off of it. But it's new. I put it back on. Oh. I fixed it. Okay. But it, it doesn't work. It doesn't so. work, because there's nothing... I tried taping it into the connector, and it, it just didn't work, so... Uh, not much you can do there. I I am not. I don't have steady hands enough to do that kind of soldering work on the mothering on that motherboard. So 
I'm just using it as it functions. I have an external mouse and keyboard. That's just fine. Doesn't bother me. Anyway, and I also have pies here. We're, I'm on the pie, reading on the pie. So that's over here with this really weird monitor. I don't know where this, it had to be in some kind of hotel or something, uh, this little monitor, because it's got this big heavy base, it's like a tray, and then it's got this weird arm that comes up, and it, you can move it around, and swivel it, turn it in different directions. It's kind of cool. It is a really cool monitor. So it just sits there with <laughs> with Pi-E. Uh, Raspberry Pi 2. Okay, uh, I mentioned Facebook. At Brian Bonner 90 is Facebook, and is also uh, the Uncooperative Radio Show page is there. Please go over there, check that out, join it, because we're going to start using it. Um, it's just been crazy up here. No computers, sharing everything. It just doesn't work. And again, at Twitter, it's at Brian Bonner. Just spell my name right, at Brian Bonner. And like I also said, if you want to listen to us live on uncooperativeradio.com, you can also download at uncooperativeradio.com for free. You can also find every, I think it's every app for every device known to man. Uh, so you can listen on whatever your favorite app is to, this, to the show, just uncooperativeradio.com. It's easy to remember. And when you're over at Red State talkradio.com that 24 7 streaming grassroots internet conservative radio shows uh check out their newsletter i like it it's uh it's not what you think check it's different writers they're not host writers they're they're just writers political writers and they do a good a good job i like it but, you know, it's if you don't like it, you just unsubscribe. It's not like we have a, a program that alerts us when somebody leaves so we know you did it. No, we don't know. Red State Talk Radio also has a Roku. That's right. They have a Roku channel. So if you got Roku, look, look that up. And uh, I think that covered everything. I don't know. I'm sure it's not. You did. So... No commercials was the last piece. We made it to James Monroe. I didn't think we were going to make it. It's kind of important, and I think uh, I'm going to look up the Monroe Doctrine, actually. You didn't? I did, but I put it away. <laughs> well, good for you. <laughs> Try reading it next time. Uh, well, because I did. this is like one of the founding fathers that nobody talks about. That doesn't explain why you didn't read the Monroe Doctrine. No, I did. I just, I put the book away. <laughs> I just got to get the book out. Internet. I'm not going on the internet while we're on streaming. Well, no. you were supposed to look that up before the show ever started. Now, that's your job. The so page then, is right open. I just have to get the book. Go get it. Okay. Now. Get it. I'm not making noise. I'm waiting wait until you talk. There's no commercial. Get moving. <laughs> Who was James Monroe? We've We've already figured out he was the fifth president <clears throat> from World Night Daily. Leading the charge at the Battle of Trenton, a musket ball struck the shoulder. Susan, that is the worst possible thing you could ever do. You don't put things in the microphone stand. We don't do that. Thank you. Uh, anyway... <clears throat> Uh, basketball struck his shoulder, hitting an artery. 
He recovered and continued to fight for General Washington, becoming friends with French officer Lafayette. His name was James Monroe, born April the 28th, 1758. Homeschooled as a ch- like they, they had that term back then. Homeschooled as a child by Reverend William Douglas. James Monroe was fellow students with John Marshall, who became Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Yeah, yeah, and and caused this notion of the the SCOTUS gets to decide what's constitutional or not. He was a piece of crap, big government federalist. And anyway, I'll I'll tell you how I feel more later. I think. I hate John Marshall. Uh, Graduated from College of William and Mary, studied law under Thomas Jefferson, and was a delegate to the Continental Congress. You didn't know Thomas Jefferson was a law professor, did you? Self-taught. That I was unsure of. Yeah. Because a lot of well-to-do people went went to law school. He did. He did for a, a short period of time. But then he dropped out, just like James Madison dropped out of college. But James Madison was uh, was sickly, and he taught himself everything he knew. Jefferson did go to college for at least two or three years. James did not. Okay. No, I thought that, I thought that was fascinating. He loved books. Him and Jefferson, they just loved books, and he just taught himself knowledge. What's he that would, like? He would just put himself away, James Madison, in a room for like days. Yeah. Just teaching himself, reading and reading and reading and reading. These men were incredible, Brian. We don't have people like this anymore. Oh, we have them. They're around. We just don't know where they are. He served as a U.S. Senator, Governor of Virginia, Secretary of War, and Secretary of State, where he negotiated the Louisiana Purchase which doubled the size of the United States. Elected the fifth U.S. president, James Monroe acquired Florida from Spain in 1819. He added Maine, Illinois, Missouri, Alabama, and Mississippi to the Union. President Monroe proclaimed the Monroe Doctrine in 1823, which forbade European powers from interfering with the independent nations of the Western Hemisphere. In his first inaugural address, March the 4th, 1817, President James Monroe warned, What raised us to the present happy state? The government has made has been in the hands of the people. To the people, therefore, is the credit due. It is only when the people become ignorant and corrupt, when they degenerate into a populace, that they are incapable of exercising the sovereignty. Usurpation is then an easy attainment and an usurper soon found. The people themselves become the willing instruments of their own debasement and ruin. Wow, you could be talking about right now. <clears throat> James Monroe continued, if we, preser- if we persevere... We cannot fail under the favor of a gracious providence. My fervent prayers to the Almighty that he will be graciously pleased to continue to us that protection which he has already so conspicuously displayed in our favor. 
Now these we weren't a Christian nation. But listen to what how he's talking and listen to what Caesar says. He's not saying how great our nation is. Caesar is lecturing us on how we're horrible, spoiled children that need to be brought down. Uh-huh. Every speech he makes. I don't care. It makes it's disgusting. Well, it must work cuz he gets to do whatever he wants and be president of the United States. So uh, he, what he what he does must be effective, otherwise he would be president, right? When Muslim Barbary pirates committed terrorist attacks, President James Monroe, a terrorist, the word terrorist, fifth president, 1800s, terrorist. President James Monroe refused appeasement and instead deployed the U.S. Navy. As he stated March the 5th, 1821, our relations with the Barbary powers are preserved by the same means that were employed when I came into this office. As early as 1801, it was found necessary to send a squadron into the Mediterranean for the protection of our commerce. Uh, a bunch of stuff here you're not supposed to read. i got to find what's going to do. In his fifth annual message, December the 3rd, 1821, President James Monroe reiterated, a squadron has been maintained in the Mediterranean by means whereof peace has been preserved with the Barbary powers. From past experience, it is distinctly understood that should our squadron be withdrawn, they would soon recommence their hostilities and depredation upon our commerce. Fuzzy muzzies back then. Do you listening? Fuzzy muzzies back then. Yeah, that's how they're part of the fabric of our country, as the enemy. Doofus better be careful what the people put on his teleprompter. Well, that's the other thing. I couldn't find where he had done this because... It wasn't well, a war. He sent the fleet, and the fleet scared them into submission. Oh, okay. Then that's the difference. That's the difference right there. But guess what? He could send the fleet, right? But later on... No, the fleet was stationed in the Mediterranean. Hmm. Okay. So that they knew. If anything happens... We're here. It could take us three months to get here. Well, then, well, he was, he was Thomas Jefferson's Secretary of State. I, it was really bizarre. I looked this up and like for... Don't bring it up again. Okay. Don't, don't, don't. But, so what you're saying is Jefferson waged the war and then he just said, well, the, the fleet's staying there. <laughs> sort of, yeah. A fleet. Not, he wouldn't leave us without any protection right. for Britain. But a, a fleet would stay there so that they wouldn't... Right, and, it, and after a while that didn't work. That's why, again, John Quincy Adams went to war with the Fuzzy Muzzies. The second war with the Barbary Pirates, which were Muslims. Um, you know what? I, I'm glad we're doing James Monroe. I think we're going to highlight some of these. Uh, Obscure presidents? Yeah. Yeah, because it's important. Like these... Chester A. Arthur, another imposter president. We already have done Chester A. I Arthur know. on this show. Imposter president. Imposter president. Just like the one we have now, and just like the ones everybody wants to elect. Why why, why, why are we turning into the left, the ends justify the means nonsense? We need to win this or it's all over, at all costs. No. Sorry. Uh, you, don't, you don't put aside your principles. No. Didn't we, didn't we just talk about laws being passed just about that same thing and you want to violate my you want me to violate my principles again 
He got me to vote for Romney. I didn't want to. But I figured maybe he could win. I don't know. Uh, at least he was eligible to be president. McCain, by the way, is not a natural-born citizen either. All right. In 1823, President James Monroe with the U.S. Congress ordered Decatur, Alabama, to be founded in honor of Commodore Stephen Decatur, the renowned U.S. naval officer who forced the Muslim pirates to surrender, thus ending the Barbary Wars. In his first annual message, December the 2nd, 1817, President James Monroe stated, In grateful acknowledgment to that omnipotent being, and in unceasing prayer that he will endow us with virtue and strength. On November 16, 1818, in his second annual message, President Monroe stated, For these inestimable blessings, we cannot but be grateful to that providence which watches over the destiny of nations when we view the blessings with which our country has been favored. Let us then unite in offering our most grateful acknowledgments for these blessings to the divine author of all good. On November the 14th, 1820, in his fourth annual message, President James Monroe stated, When we take into view the prosperous and happy condition of our country, it is impossible to behold without being penetrated with the most profound and grateful acknowledgments to the supreme author of all good, for which manifold and inestimable blessings, especially our most excellent system of government, the powerful instrument in the hands of our all-merciful Creator in securing to us these blessings. On March 5, 1821, in his second inaugural address, President Monroe stated, The liberty, prosperity, and happiness of our country will always be the object of my most fervent prayers to the supreme author of all good, with a firm reliance on the protection of Almighty God. You know, nobody is talking like this anymore. Nobody. I'm afraid to talk like that anymore. This was our president. Uh-huh. That, I know there was no separation of church and no, state. No, there was him. none. And and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, they, they when they're saying in his inaugural address, you know when he get when he got reelected, but in his other statements, he those were just letters to the Congress. The, they didn't do the State of oh, the Union like they no, do but now. They, no, but no, they did speak to anybody who showed up at the balcony. Right, but and the other thing is, it was printed. Their addresses, their state addresses, yes. were printed, and people could read it. Right. They didn't expect the, all all this House and Senate to all come and listen to him speak. No, it was just like you want to come, you want to listen, listen. You don't, don't. You don't. And and this and it had here's to do, your, here's your copy. And it ha- only had to do with his cabinet. He he was just telling them what he was going to do with no, the people that were getting confused him. again. Okay, well then, so are other people. No, executive orders are not inaugural addresses. An address is just a statement. It's just a statement. Nothing more. That's it. Well, they're talking about an they, annual message. This was an inaugural address I know it was. when he won the second term in office. I know. I just said that. But the other ones are annual messages. Right. Annual State of the Union is required to give an annual State of the Union address. And so it does. Uh, it's all in writing. and But then they, they, do go out, they do go out on the balcony, as Washington did, and speak to the people. 
they didn't go to the House of Representatives or, you know, make people show up or you're, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, yeah, he, 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 this is different than executive orders. But executive orders back then, there were executive orders. But the only thing they had to do with is the executive branch, which didn't have anything to do with we the people. But no, it does. Yeah, but that's the point. It's unconstitutional. There's no amendment to the Constitution to allow them to exist. Therefore, from a constitutional standpoint, they don't exist. Okay. Uh, notice he said God in that one. Oh, my Lord. On December 3rd, 1821, in his fifth annual message, President Monroe stated, deeply impressed with the blessings which we enjoy, my mind is irresistibly drawn to that almighty being, the great source from whence they proceed, and to whom our most grateful acknowledgments are due. On December the 7th, 1824, in his eighth annual message, President James Monroe stated, for these blessings we owe to Almighty God from whom we derive them, and with profound reverence our most grateful and unceasing acknowledgments. Having commenced my service in early youth, and continue it since with few and short intervals, I have witnessed the great difficulties to which our union has been exposed, and admired the virtue and intelligence with which they have been surmounted that these blessings may be preserved and perpetuated will be the object of my fervent and unceasing prayers to the supreme ruler of the universe. Now, look at look at the president's speeches when they do them. There's all this nonsense. All he says is, we're, we're wonderful. The country's great. Everything's going great. We have, to, we have God to thank for it. Every year he says the same thing. He just changes the words around a little bit. But none of this, and uh, we're going to make this law that tells you uh, you can't do this. <laughs> uh, it, they were, it, that wasn't what it was about back then. President James Monroe, who was a member of the Episcopalian Church, admonished, admonished, admonished the establishment of our institutions forms the most important epoch or epoch that history hath recorded to preserve and hand them down in their utmost purity to the remotest of ages will require the existence and practice of the virtues and talents equal to those which were displayed in acquiring them and with that we're out of time this has been the uncooperative radio show i'm your host brian bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com you're listening on cooperativeradio.com and say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here.